So what got me to that point is, like I said, we were all alcoholics. I got home from the gym one day and pulled in my garage. My gun was by my side and I looked at the house that I lived in with my ex-wife. I'm getting med boarded out of the military. My family just showed up last month for the first time they seen my house. I've got my whole life set up. Look at this nice house. Look at my nice car. Look at everything. My life is set. A month later, I'm getting discharged. So I uh, held a gun to my head, called my brother. I don't want to say I regret. Should not have put him in that situation. But I had no one else to call. And in the end, you know, he saved my life. Right. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here with Trevor Blazik. And we are going to be talking about uh, basically his life, his channel, and uh, what led up to it. So it's an interesting story. Check this out. We ended up. Seeing it, uh, meeting each other like in the gym, right? Yep. And so you're come on the channel, and yeah. um, and uh, you started a channel what six months ago? Yeah, around about six months ago, I moved back home, and then um, back to Florida after the military, and started yeah, a mental health podcast with my. Um, Were you born in, in Florida? No, so yeah, I was born in Chicago, was raised there for 17 years, and then I was raised by my grandmother, so I got a tattoo and everything. Um, she passed away, 2013. And we moved after that. So I moved to Florida my senior year of high school, graduated down the road from here. Um, okay. And then got another gym experience. My brother was walking into the gym, and the recruiter asked him if he'd want to join. He how, said, old no. you, how old were you? I was 18. Okay. I just graduated. And my brother was walking in. He said, no, I don't want to join, but here's my brother's number. And the recruiter called me and said, yeah, sure, why not? And ended up I mean, just joining. That, did you th- <laughs> had you thought about joining the military? Uh, yeah. So all growing up, my grandma was like, "Oh, look at this Marines commercial." I would be sitting there as a kid, and it would be like a the cool like, <laughs> like yeah, she's like, like the, yeah, you might want to think about that. <laughs> like, look at these badass Marines jumping off and these cool commercials. And I knew my brothers weren't going to do it. I'm not going to let my sister do it. And then I ended up. Well, nobody going, has to do it. Nobody had to do it. No, right. <laughs> I mean, nobody had. I mean, somebody <laughs> has to do it, but it's not like they're saying, "Hey, we need one, at least one person per family." From, yeah, there's five of you. <laughs> one of the five of you has. Well, I mean, to. come on. There's four four kids in the family, three men, and uh, my grandpa actually was in the navy for a little bit. So I was like, I, I feel like I should do something. Right. So yeah, I, I ended up doing the army just because personal reasons, and I actually just told the recruiter. Look, I just want to work on helicopters. So here's 10 different jobs I'd like to do. And he called me the next morning saying, hey, we got one for helicopter engines for a 20 grand signing bonus if you get here like now. Get out of here. (laughs) I ran downstairs. I was like, mom, you're saying like right now if I sign up, I get 20 grand. And you'd already taken the test? Yeah. Because like when you walk in the door, they say, okay, first thing you got to do is like take the test. Yeah. Yeah. And so I took the test and I initially wanted to be a combat engineer. And it sounds so cool. They make all these fancy names. So I was just a helicopter engine mechanic, but it's like um, aircraft power plant repairman. So like as a kid, you're like, ooh, what is this? Right. And so you just join thinking it's so badass. But I want to be a combat engineer, but that's just the guy putting bombs down on the field, making bridges for the infantrymen to walk across or whatever it is. So you're in the front line. And my recruiter, who was a sniper. It still, still sounds kind of cool. But, yeah, but, but my recruiter. It's not the flashy job. And someone who gets a higher score and who's smarter, you're not going to want to do that. So I was, I was just watching Lex Friedman. He was saying the people in Ukraine, no matter what they are, the men are just going to fight. Lawyer, doctor, whatever it is, everyone's going to fight. You don't want to do that, though. No, you don't, you you don't need- want. You want the person who's smart and you want them in the back. Yeah, yeah. If well, you somebody. Send, you send someone out there who's smart and ends up dying, now you got no one to 
fix your helicopter engine. Right, right. So my recruiter was like, dude, you, I can't let you just pick that. So I was going to say, it's funny too, because the score, because I was going to say the scores also, like, you know, if you score higher, like the, the highest I think is, is it the Air Force? Man, I don't even remember, to be honest. Air like Force are the smartest, yes. Yeah, because yeah. you're talking about aeronautics, you're never yeah. flying, you're talking yeah. about, like, you need, yeah. you got to know some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, so, the, um, and there's a lot more schooling involved too. Yeah, and there's each... You know, if you want to be like a nuclear engineer or whatever, I was just it is, they say, all got submarines. It's like one twenty ASVAB score. Right. I don't know the correlation to your actual IQ or anything. Or well, I had a buddy who was um, in the. Um, well, I mean, I went to school with the guy that was in the in the in the army, but he ended up go. But he scored really high. But for some reason, he just wanted to go to the army, and yeah. he went to the army, and he ended up in military intelligence in the army. Yeah. Well, and, a lot of the reason is because, like in the navy. Um, I believe it's the Navy, you choose your career field, and they choose your job. And the Air Force, no, the, I'm sorry, the Air Force, that's what happens. You choose your career field, and they're like, here you go, you're working this. The right. Army, you get to choose your exact job. So mine was between the Air Force and the Army because I didn't care. I just wanted to work on helicopters. So it could have worked. Right. I could have just walked in and said, let me work on helicopters. Right. Army had a better helicopter um, unit unit so went over the army and actually was able to pick the actual job i got and then through that i got very lucky it's called da selected so i was actually going to end up in korea they saw my score my asvab score and they saw my pt test and they're like look we're not going to just send you to korea we have special ops so i wanted to put my packet in i called my mom like hey i was thinking about putting my packet in called my fiance at the time hey and the packet is just all my information so they can choose me. But the recruiter said, it's a little more dangerous. I'll be doing more things. I go overseas more often. And of course, to my mom, she's like, what are you crazy? No, hell no. You'll no, be gone stay. for longer Yeah, stretches. exactly. No, there's they're actually shorter stretches. So that was the catch is you're gone more often, but shorter stretches. So I was able to get three-month deployments instead of nine. Okay. Very lucky. Rather prefer that. But even still then, a marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marriage will not last that. Um so, yeah, I got very lucky. They picked me out of the hat. Hey, you're going over to Tennessee. So it's another part of training for special operations that I had to do. After that, I uh, went right into, right into uh, my job. And that's when I met my co-host to my podcast, my, my leader, Kevin Daler. Kevin, shout out to Kevin. He, um, <clears throat> he watched me from 19 to basically who I am now. Right. So he saw the little annoying kid coming in from high school, saw me with the wife. So he could even see, like, he could see what was going on, like, from a distance. He was just watching me as a person. And he's just, I don't know, just to hear him talk about it now is just really cool because he looks at me cause, and saw all the potential in me. Right. But he saw I was getting dragged down and dragged down and dragged down and dragged down. So then eventually um, I get trained up. I end up going overseas um, in twenty. 2019 go overseas to iraq for the first time meet the best people i've ever met in my life one's actually one's actually my um sister's fiance now i ended up we went over there would you set him up yeah oh, yeah okay. no it's the craziest nice. story it's the craziest story um big jack dude everyone wanted to work out with him we're all sleeping like right next to each other the gym's right there so we got nothing else to do except work out yeah I mean, you can also move they're like, this too. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're like, Brian, please come work out with me. For some reason, he chose me. Just another weird thing. Chose me to work out with him. Go to work out with him. And then 
we ended up having to move from Iraq to Afghanistan. Um, and yeah, I think it's still 2019. And we picked up literally everything we had there, all the helicopters. We tore the helicopters down, put them in a big airplane, flew them over to Afghanistan. And then when I showed up in Afghanistan, my fiance at the time said, hey, I just got the ninth bridesmaid for my wedding. Nine. So I needed to find another person, another man. So I needed a ninth groomsman up there. And I just looked to my roommate and said, hey, man, would you want to you know, split the suit with you if you can just right. show up? So he, he said, yeah, split the suit with them. And um, yeah, he met my sister. And now they're getting married in September. Nice. <laughs> so just another crazy thing. But yeah, while I was over, um, over in Iraq, um, the biggest thing to do in any military town, there's going to be about two two bars, two, three bars. I don't think of uh, Iraq as a military. Or, or No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is in Clarksville. I'm sorry. Clarksville, Tennessee. So the only really thing to do, and this is why there's a huge alcoholic problem in the military, is you get off of work and everyone in the military thinks you just go drink. We can all just go drink. Who cares? Let it loose. And there's two, three bars in every town near the military bases. And most military bases have a little ghetto near them. So we had a great, great little bar we all went to. It was a little, um, it was a line dancing bar. And my my fiance loved that. So she was there all the time. And was she in the military? No, okay. she was not. I brought her I brought her up from here, actually. I met her down here. And um, <clears throat> yeah, um, shoot, where was I going? Lot, you were you were in the bar oh, yeah. line so, dancing. So line dancing, yeah. So we didn't have a problem. I bring all my friends. We'd go line dancing, and she knew all the people at the bar. So she was the person to know at the bar because she can line dance. I, this is new to me because I didn't go to bars or anything. Right. So everybody knew her, and she would dance with everybody. And <clears throat> I didn't see it as a problem. You just go ahead. And just it's just dancing. I don't care. You come dance with me. You dance with them. Whatever. And then uh, I started bringing all my friends. So all my friends would come. She would bring her friends. We'd all meet up here. And then when I left to go to Afghanistan, all my friends were still going. And then right. they would run into her or they'd go together. Are you married at this point? Yes. So, so you're already married. Gotten, okay. Yeah, we're already married. And then so just overseas one day. Where were we you were, stationed? Sorry, at this, this point. This was Clarksville, Tennessee. No, where so, were you stationed in? Were you in Afghanistan at this point? So at this point when they're so, yeah, when they're all going out, I was in. It's hard because it was happening both times, both okay. deployments. So I was in Iraq at one of the times. So the first year I went for a deployment, my first deployment ever, I went overseas and there was just some hiccups. I knew she was going to the bar without me and all that. And I just felt yeah, it's, uneasy. It, it's in t intuition. You can just yes, feel exactly. something's not. And that I think you mentioned that on like your, whatever one I just watched, you mentioned that. The yeah. same thing. Well, I mean, I think people, a lot of time, even when people, when it's fraud or something like, you know, you go in like a lot of times, like, you know, the, the, the teller or the manager or the broker will feel like something's not right. They can't, yeah. everything's right, but something's wrong. It's just, and I always use the same excuse as, it's the same thing as like every woman or man that's being cheated on knows it internally before nothing's changed. She came home at the right time. Yep. She answered all my texts. Everything was going along. And then whenever you talk to these people, you know, you could, but you felt like it. You start asking more questions, yep. this and that. What's wrong? What's happening? What's, and when you look back, you're like, well, what was it? I don't know. I just knew something was wrong. How? I don't know. I really, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there and just felt something up. Yeah, you know, like it, 
or if she wasn't. So what really ended up drawing the straw. So the first deployment, she was going out and doing that. And there was a year in between my deployments. So it was a summer in 2019 and summer in 2022. So the first summer, I came back home for that year. I wanted to work on the relationship, get it all to going, and was making more friends, trying to just heal my life back up. And, you know, right. Um, and we didn't, we talked about it a little bit. Look, I don't want you going out without me. You know, he, this is what I'd like to do. And this is what I see happening if we don't do it. Yeah. And then I went overseas again this time. But you're sending your, are you sending your, does she have a job? She does. She has a job, but are you contributing to, like, like you're sending your checks back? Or are you paying? I'm paying, yeah, I'm paying everything, really. Okay. And she just, she gets her money, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Your money. We were, we were sharing bank accounts. And she just spent all the money, yeah. basically. And I, I mean, I'm in Iraq. I'm right. like, what am I going to spend it on? <laughs> right. Well, your, I your got money cool. is our money. Her money is her money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So right. not- we just, didn't we just hear that? We were just listening. <laughs> some girl was like, yeah, you know, our money is our money. You know, my money is my money. It's like, just, really? Like, and you're not- okay. You think that sounds right? And there's girls like, yeah, well, no, that's right. Yeah. No, is it? Huh? Just I not don't fair. Feel like it's right. <laughs> Just not fair. Like, because um, you know, to me, it's like, look, it, it's it, it's kind of like, um, it's it's like saying, look, you're gone nine months. She's what twenty some twenty two twenty. Yeah, she's a year. She was a year older than me. The whole okay, time, so, so she's yeah. twenty. What twenty three? Twenty three. Twenty two to twenty. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that for a twenty two year old who's going out, who's attractive, who has a bunch of friends. Yeah. You're gone for nine months. Look, I, I you know, to me, it's almost like, look, it's it's almost forgivable because. I get it. It's a strenuous time. The guy's gone. I yeah, get that. Yeah. But you couple in the fact that I'm also paying all of your bills. <laughs> like the house, everything. Right. Like, like I'm now I'm starting to it's starting to be nah I can't it's start, like, starting to get unforgivable. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Like I want I'm rooting for you. I want to forgive you. But damn. You yeah. could have left me with some money. It, well <laughs> the biggest thing is because I've I was um I don't really want to say like sheltered as a child, but I wasn't really exposed to the world as much. I, I grew up in the south, south suburbs of Chicago, right next to Chicago Heights, like literally across the street, right next to Gary, Indiana, right next to Harvey. So all these bad places. And I just, I wasn't really exposed, I guess. But to, you weren't running the streets. No, I wasn't doing anything crazy. I went to school, went home, worked, went to hockey, came home, never was involved with girls, really. I was annoying little kids. Right. Never was really involved. Um, so this was like my real first experience with a, like a fall in love. You want to fall get in love, and and in the army, it's you double your pay if you get married. Double your pay will give you a house, pretty much. So how it goes? If you double your pay, you get BAH now. You get um, the basic housing allowance, basic supply allowance, so for food. So you, you you're doubling your pay. Why would you not do it? I found right. a nice, attractive girl from Florida. Yeah, I could double my pay. We can move into a house in Tennessee. We live the we're living a dream right? until um, I'm over over in Iraq and I'm like, hey, you went out again. You didn't respond to my phone call. You didn't respond to my text. What happened? I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. You know, we went out. So, okay, this cannot happen again. Right. This was on like a Friday or whatever it was. This cannot happen again. She says, okay, it won't happen again, blah, blah, blah. So that for that, like the next two days while I'm overseas, I'm texting her like, look, this is what we need to do to save this relationship. So right. this, 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 this is what I think. And while I'm over here, you need to be doing this. Next week on a Saturday, <laughs> she's supposed to be working, gets off at noon. And um, 
I'm, I text her. She was texting me back. And then from noon all the way until the next morning, I got nothing. No text, no call, no nothing. And I'm overseas in Iraq. Like, you should be attentive to me. So why am I not say, getting how, anything? How hard is it to maintain at least the illusion <laughs> that you're <laughs> yeah, faithful? Like, exactly. it's like, like, put some effort in. Yeah. Like, the guy that you're screwing around with, like, like, is he saying, no, don't text him. Don't text him, motherfucker. You're the side dude. <laughs> like, I got to text this guy. Like, you're just yeah. somebody. You're just keeping my, you're just the person I'm spending some time with. Like, go fuck yourself, you know? I yeah. got to at least make this guy think that things are still good and I'm a decent human being. Like, give me a chance here. But and that, this was the straw that that really made me think that something was really up. Because, it, and for that full year, the, the first year when I was in Afghanistan, I, you know, I was calling my mom. I was, I was a kid. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, no, it's scary. Please please help me out. What do I do? So I'm crying on the phone in the middle of Afghanistan to my mom. And then um, can't prove anything. She won't admit to anything. Of course. Of course. And I just just felt like, look, if I don't give it my all one more time, because she won't admit it, I have a gut feeling. If my gut feeling's wrong, I feel like shit. Right. So let me give it my all one more time. So that's when I spent that whole year with her. And then I didn't get a call back for that whole day. At 5 a.m. on a Sunday... I called Kevin, the co-host of my podcast, and I said, Kevin, you're the only one I know that is up at 5 a.m. on a Sunday. I know you're about to go running right down the street from my house. Can you please stop by my house and see if there's any car in the driveway? I just have a weird feeling there should only be one car, white Equinox, and that's it. Right. If anything, because the garage is open, she could park in there. Right. He drives by, and there's a white Jeep in my driveway. You, You know you have a buddy with a white Jeep? I know exactly whose white Jeep it is. So I, I said, you know what, Kevin, I don't really know what to do. Why don't I hang up and I'll call her on FaceTime? Let me just try FaceTime. FaceTime her a couple times, three, four times, no answer. Two minutes go by. So I call Kevin again. You didn't Kevin, call dude, your buddy? I called him again. No, no, I, I meant to, like the guy with the Jeep? No, no. I, I, I wish I, man, I wish I would have. But I, this is why I ended I tried calling him after the fact. I should have called him first instead of her. Right. But I knew she was just as guilty because she just did this last year. So yeah. either both parties are guilty and I that I didn't care whose fault it was yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. And then um yeah, Kevin goes just goes right down the block, parks in the school just to come right back like five minutes later. So when she's not answering, I'm like, Kevin, are you sure, dude? And now I'm doubting my best friend ever. Like, I'm doubting him. Like, he's telling me there's not a car in my driveway. I'm like, dude, you got to take a picture or something. I don't believe you. Like, this is completely unbelievable. So he takes a picture and sends it over to me. I get a picture of a dude's Jeep in my driveway while I'm in Iraq. And he's just, he's like, dude, I'm not lying to you. Like, this is, I can't place the Jeep here. So after two minutes, she FaceTimes me back. She's like, what? what's going on? What's wrong? said, don't say anything. Go downstairs, go outside, and show me whose car is in the driveway. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> said, just uh, go downstairs. I don't care. Good morning. Good morning. Go downstairs and open the door, see who's in the driveway. She's right. like, no one's in the driveway. I was like, okay, no one's in the driveway. Then it pan, be a problem. pan around the room then. If no one's in the driveway, then no one should be in your room either. Pan around the room. What are you talking about? No one's in the room. Look, even in the closet. I like, why would you show me the closet? She goes downstairs, opens the door. The car is gone. The Jeep is gone. He's gone. My friend's like, what the fuck? Where'd he go? Because my friend didn't see him leave. He's gone, man. Completely gone. And I'm texting, texting the dude, why have you not, why are you not answering my phone? What are you doing at my house while I'm overseas? What's going on? 30 minutes go by. He texted me back. 
and she texts me back. So now they got a story together. Look, yeah. he was here dropping me off last night because one of the dudes was too drunk to drive. The other dude had to drive. Oh, just a whole bunch of bullshit. Oh, why were you there that early in the morning then? Oh, well, we were dropping her off last night, and then I had to come back in the morning because I went and took a piss in your bushes. Or someone else took a piss in your bushes, and they think they dropped their keys in your lawn. This is a great story. Unbelievable. Someone, I mean, someone I mean, you pissed guys came, in my yeah, yeah. bushes while I'm overseas and then dropped the keys there. So you got to come back after a night out on Saturday at 5 a.m. to pick up the keys. Hmm. Yeah. And she didn't answer the phone all day. That Like, were hmm. you in the hospital? Were your, your service shut off? Craziest was. shit, man. Um, so that was just one dude. The other dude, we get in. They're still living together now. They're over and wherever the fuck living happily ever after or whatever it is. But well, good for that her. dude ended up. Uh, he was a good friend of mine. Good. Listen, I good we, good friend. We need to talk about yeah. what your your definition. Yeah, of that good is friend. I should say more of an acquaintance. He was at the <laughs> bars along with me and my friends. Right. Right. Um, I never really like associated. Like, come over, let's hang out. Really. Right. This the second guy though, I did. I was friends, played Xbox or all that stuff. You know, let's go running or whatever it is. We were friends, and this guy completely lied to my face after I got home, after she moved out, and I had him over at my house with all my buddies. So ballsy move on his end to even come, right? Because we, you should have already know we're suspicious. He comes over and I just shake his hand because he's about to leave. Shake his hand. Hey, man. Anything ever happen? Right. Just because I've always had a weird vibe between their little connection. And then even my sister, when she'd come up, she noticed it. So I was like, hey, man, did anything ever happen? So what are you talking about? No, no, no. Okay, man, I just wanted to make sure. Mind you, this guy works with us. He works in the gun room, the arms room. So we have to go to him to get our guns to go overseas and shit. So we still have to interact with him. And he has to come to us to interact with us at work, like in the military post at work. So... He never talks to anyone in my shop ever again right after this moment. So for about a year, he's coming in like, hey, guys, like I need some help. Like, won't talk to anybody because he can't. Right. He, can't. he knows everybody's got my back. Right. So he can't talk to anybody. And now, now, yeah, him and her end up going to live, doing their thing. She moves out. She um, And he's still in the military? He's still, he was still in the military at this time, yes. So he's, he's out now. But she ends up moving out, getting her own place. I'm doing my own thing. I'm a single man for about six months. I'm playing hockey like every day in Nashville as much as I can. So I get off work, go play at 9 p.m., come back. Um, she said, hey, why don't you come over after hockey? This is, we're divorced. Six months has gone by. Why don't you come over after hockey? I'm like, this is weird. I'm just trying to figure, like, what the hell's going on? Come over because I'm a dude. And, of course, why would I not? I just had a long great hockey game right had a couple beers you know it's hockey and then um walk up she said just walk in come upstairs do your thing i walk in go upstairs in the first room there's shit in there i'm like who shit is this it's a whole it's like a furnished room in here with an xbox so i walk into her room i'm like who shit is in the other room like you're you didn't tell me you were living with anyone oh that's thomas's what he's living with you yeah, he just lives in the other room. So you never told me this shit. Come to find out, I end up leaving. I just get up, walk out. I go home. The next day, 
because he works with me, I can see where he's at if he's over in Georgia or wherever. He's overseas. So he's overseas. She so invites she, you over. she gets me to come over. And then I call, I'm like, so she's got a little, a little, it, it's a little, um, like a little merry-go-round of people as they're yeah. deployed. It's like, damn, he's gone for six months. Okay, you're up. Yeah. And this is, this is not abnormal. Like, I wish I could say this isn't a normal thing to be happening in the military. This happens way more often than not. Right. Way more often than not. And it's, it's completely brutal. And that's why we have a 22 a day suicide rate. Jesus. That's the veteran suicide. 22, 22 veterans. People a day? 22 veterans a day. So there's people, because people that shit are active like this. military? Veterans. 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 Just yeah. people that have been I in the military. I want to say, yeah, they're affiliated with the military, yeah. Wow. 22 a day. Right? Doesn't seem that's, that's brutal. That's brutal. Because you got to think, you're giving people with all, you know, the 19-year-old kids. Yeah. So they're in their adolescence. You're teaching them everything. So I learned everything from the military. Right. And now I'm coming home to my parents who think they they raised me, you know. Oh, we raised them to 19. Well, now they have no idea who I am because I went overseas twice. I was trained by the military in my adolescence. So like right when I'm getting ready to become part of society. Yeah. So now all, all I'm thinking about is how the military taught me what 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 do I got to do at the gym for someone you know, like even walking up to you, I'm like, if I walk up to him behind him, what's going to happen to me? I got to find a time to go to him to where I'm not threatened, where I, where I know nothing's going to happen to me at least. And that's just at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I'm harmless. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That, that was just, how, yeah. that, that was in my head. I don't want anything. No, I, but I, then, I like I've dated a couple of girls. It's funny you say Clarksville. Yeah. Clarksville. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I made like a fake bank one time and it was called, <laughs> it was called. Southern Exchange Bank of Clarksville. Nice. And, and it was because I was living in Tennessee, and my girlfriend at the time had had just gotten out of the military, and she was living in Clarksville. That's where I met this this wow. chick. I started dating her, um, and you know, I was in Tennessee. I was in Nashville. That's where I lived there for like a year and a half. But um, but it's yeah, it's like her. Um, same thing. Jess also was in the military. Like you know, like you know, you know yeah. how it is. They teach you how to how to pack your clothes. Yep. They teach you how to make your bed. And I mean, Pat, like, and both of them say, dude, boom, boom. And they roll it up yep. tight and they do that. Like you've got, it's like, are you, this is nuts. Like everybody does everything exactly the same, you know, everything yeah. from the beds to, to every single thing. And it's, um, I got very yeah. lucky. Yeah. I got very it's lucky. It's funny. Both of them to this day. Well, I don't know about Amanda, but both of them were out of the military still make their bed. Do like there's certain things that you did because, you know, it's ingrained into you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sleep until fucking eight and nine o'clock. And, you know, no. no and so, well, that was the thing. four or five in the morning. So like, no matter what, yeah. because I did that for fucking five years or six years or something. Yeah. I called my buddy and said, I, yeah, I'm uh, waking up at five with my girlfriend. She works at seven. He's yeah. Like, Dude, what the hell are you waking up at five? You did that in the military. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's just, hard to break. I can, I, cause I can do it. I know I can do it now. Why would I not do it? Yeah. I know how beneficial it is to do it. If I now I'm sleeping until eight nine, I feel almost like shit. I'm sleeping until eight. Yeah, I feel useless. I yeah, get up and I exactly. feel like what a piece of shit. Yeah, and that's eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight's not bad. Well, I have to get up because the, I have to get up because they serve chow, and I got to be there for chow, and then I got to go to the rec yard. And then so I mean, so, my, so, the reason I wake oh, up at, oh, at a right, certain right. time is different than yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. Well, that that was another thing is I was, and me and my friends talk about this on my cat. My podcast is the. It's hard to compare, but the military is similar to the prison 
Oh, listen, I, a lot. There's, there's a whole unit. There's 180 guys in a unit that's the military unit, and, and all of them say the same thing. They're yeah. like, eh, I was in the military for 12 years. It's the same thing. Like, trust me, you'd be shocked at the similarity. Wow. You're saying people in prison were saying this? Yeah. There's a, there's a military unit, right? So they have a special unit for just they, for just the military. If you, yeah. For Leavenworth, right? No, no. This or is, you're just talking about, right? Any, well, not anywhere, but in the low security, they have, it's 12 units. One of the unit, what? No, nine. There's nine units. One of the units is the military unit. And so when you show up. At Coleman, if you have military service, then you get to go in the military unit. And the military unit is much nicer yeah. than the other units. It's also much, much more quiet than the other units. Um, and they get special privileges. Yeah, guards other... probably treat you a little better. Yeah, there. well, you know, you, were, you some of these guys, you know, they were in there fucking 20 years, 30 years, five years, or, you know, five or six years, 10 years. But they're all, they're all veterans. And, um, but yeah, and, and you talk to them and they're like, Honestly, this isn't that much different. Like, you know, yeah. getting your clothes assigned to you, standing in line for chow. You know, of course, the military eats better. But, you know, there's uh, all, there's a know. whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of stuff that they're like, oh, the, all the similarities is we, insane. We probably have the same uh, powder eggs as you guys. If I had to put money on that, you had powder eggs in there. No, we had hard-boiled eggs. That's what I would eat because the powder eggs were yeah. so bad. <laughs> eating hard-boiled eggs. But hard-boiled back, eggs back, and paninis overseas. So, what, so back, back to Clarksville. You're in Clarksville. Yeah, you're still in. You're in Clarksville. I'm in Clarksville. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was at there. I mean, I guess you'd been divorced. Your your girl was. Yep, the dude's not talking to us at all anymore, and still in Clarksville. And um, yeah, this. Did you go? So I get divorced around twenty twenty. 2021, 2020, October. I don't even remember anymore. Two years ago. Um, yeah, 2021. Get divorced, finalize it all. It took like two months. But you're still in the you're still in the military. Yeah, still in the military. But then, so my whole dream as a kid was to grow up being in the military 20 years because my grandma. Then I take a flight over to Indiana to help fix a helicopter from Clarksville. And on the way back from Indiana, I laid down on the helicopter. Take a, Just take a nap. Wake up, my back's hurting like a, like a motherfucker. Like my back is pounding. I'm 23 years old. Right. Go, go in, get it checked out. They're like, let's get you x-rays. And in, in our unit, there was... Two ways you get checked out, by a civilian or by someone in the Army. they got both doctors. The civilian takes over a lot of the like easy work because the Army doctor has to do, like if you're getting chaptered out for medical reasons or anything like that, a civilian can't do that. Right. So for me, I was getting chaptered out, <clears throat> or even to start the paperwork to get you out of the Army for medical reasons, it has to be someone in the Army to do that. Right. So the civilian couldn't do anything for me. I go to get x-rays, come back. He said, you're fine. There's no worries. I don't know what you're talking about. Go over and get, um, go to orthopedics, get implants for your shoes, get the uh, soles for your shoes. So, okay, that's what they had me do three years ago and it didn't work. Um, So I end up coming back like a week later because I played hockey and I was playing goalie. Someone shot the puck with like two seconds left. We were up by three, shot the puck from the corner and hits my shin like, I don't know how it squeezed in through the goalie pad. Never seen it before. It hits my shin and bruised my shin. So I go in the next day, again to the aid station to get my shin checked out because now I think my shin's fucked up. And I get an army lady checking me out. And she's like, yeah, your shin's fine. You'll be fine. We'll give you some ibuprofen, some water. You'll be good yeah. to go. That's the army way, ibuprofen and some water. Is there anything else you need help with? 
I'm like, no, I think that's fine. Just my shin hurts a little bit, bruised, but I got a hockey game in two days, so I'll find out. She's like, okay, well, see, you have scoliosis. I was like, what? I don't have scoliosis. I've never heard of that. I played hockey all growing up, played baseball growing up. I never had scoliosis. She had three monitors. One was the Army regulation saying I can't be in the Army anymore because of scoliosis. The next was my x-ray, and the next was my medical records. And she so said, why didn't the... The civilian didn't care because he can't put the paperwork in anyways. Okay, it's just not his department. Yeah, no, it it is. He just didn't give a shit. He's okay. been doing it. Old dude, been doing it for twenty five years. Was in the army for twenty five years too. So he's like sixty five years old. He doesn't want. You don't want to fuck for, with the for a little right. for a little scoliosis because I got a minor case. Right, but someone who cares about you, someone who's in the military and knows that if I stay in, my scoliosis is going to get much worse, and then it'll end up being a lawsuit or whatever it is. The right. army's going to be in even more debt. So I end up getting. Um, she starts my paperwork like the next day to get medically discharged. That is never set in stone until you're about a month out from actually getting discharged. So I had about seven months of maybe you're getting discharged. Maybe you're not. We don't really know. But for now, just kind of hang tight. So for about seven months, I was doing about nothing. Just right. hanging loose, getting my life back together. And that's when... Um, I started drinking a little bit. So me and my buddies were drinking when I got divorced. We all were going out acting fools, drinking because that's the army thing. We all ended up looking at each other one day and just like, look, man, we can't be doing this anymore. Right. This is getting old. We're all, we, we're putting our lives in danger. And um, about the next month, Kevin, my co-host, he was just, look, man, you're getting out. Maybe, have you ever tried marijuana? I was like, no, I, my parents all growing up, never, nothing. He's like, you should give it a go. So I get out and I start smoking. And from there on, I started working on my mental health, thinking what, what really have I been taught all growing up? What really has been going on with my mind? What's been instilled in me? And how could I change that to optimize my life and the life people around me? Like, so how can I show other people this right. is how to live? Did you just yeah. skip over the part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> so what got me to that point is, like I said, we were all alcoholics. And um, yeah, my, we all had to stop. So I, I ended up stopping. And I got home from the gym one day and pulled into my, pulled in my garage. My gun was by my side. And I just was, I looked at the house that I lived in with my ex-wife. And I looked at what was all leaving me. I'm getting med boarded out of the military. My family just showed up last month for the first time they seen my house. So my family just came from Florida last month to finally see what I've done for my life. Right. I've got my whole life set up. Look at this nice house. Look at my nice car. Look at everything. My life is set. It's all legal. Right. <laughs> I get nothing, nothing's going wrong. A month later, I'm getting kicked out. and Not kicked out, discharged. So I uh, held a gun to my head. Um. Called my brother, which I, I don't want to say I regret, but I feel really bad because it was my little brother. He was 19 at the time. Right. I shouldn't put him, but I should not have put him in that situation. But I had no one else to call. And in the end, you know, he saved my life. Right. Dude, you can't do this. If you do this, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, what? Right. You know, and put it down. So after that, it kind of hit me. And I went to Kevin. And Kevin said, look, man, you got you to try something else. Try this. 
So I started smoking to just settle down. And then um, once I got out, uh, like we were talking earlier, I started doing psilocybin to help me with just kind of focus on what my mind was actually going through on a daily basis. Well, what I was actually thinking about, because is that something you get from the, how do you say it? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Psilocybin? Yes. Is that something you say, or you, you get from a doctor? Yeah. So you could go, go and get it through a doctor. Yeah. That's how, how you're supposed to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's legal. So you should, right. or illegal. So you should not do it, but you should not. But you feel like it helps. But, but yeah, it's, it's incredible. The, the studies that are, coming out they're they're opening a lab in georgia for producing it right they're gonna start producing it now well i heard uh, federally i think it is um pstd i heard that it was or that ptsd pts sorry (laughs) ptsd um i had heard that they were doing studies with um is it ecstasy oh no i didn't know that yeah I, i heard this i heard this like a year ago that they were saying that they're actually talking about making ecstasy a form of it prescribable because it helps so much with uh, PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah, um, uh, just because, you know, when, well, just and from what I, when people tell me that, you know, it's like everything feels good. Like you want to yeah. be, it's the opposite of, of PTSD. Like you want to be around other people. You yeah. want to be touched. Yeah. You, and I don't know, I don't know if you ever, yeah, you. I've never we, done yeah, it. Never I've never done, done it, it, but I've, I've. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, it's so hard to explain because. It just it, it puts me in a better mood from the get go. If I wake up and they, now they make microdose spray, so psilocybin comes in mushrooms and all this. So people have been doing mushrooms, and then what was it during Reagan's time? That's when it all blew up. People were going crazy, the hippie era, yeah, and all that. And then um, before Reagan, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hear you. <laughs> who, who, I, Nixon is it Nixon? Nixon? Yeah, it was. This, it would be the sixties and seventies. Yeah. yeah, Reagan was you, like yeah, the eighties. Yeah, but, yeah, right, right, right. Reagan was the one who banned them, though, isn't it? Reagan put it on the list. I, I believe. I have no idea. Listen, Reagan I did all kinds of. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, and the funny thing is, like, I think Ronald Reagan was probably one. Of, I always say this to my girlfriend, like, he was greatest president ever. Dude, I was just. But he did the- some horrible. Like, now he did some things that were like, for <clears throat> me, it was like, like way overboard. Like, you know, part of it is like the war on drugs. Yeah. It's like some of the stuff he did. It's like. The same charge that was going to get you a year before is now getting you twenty years. Twenty years, like, and you, and there's no parole. Like, you're telling me that you're going to do eighty five percent of? I mean, and they just started building prisons. They couldn't build them fast enough. When Bill Clinton came in, Bill Pl- Clinton, a Democrat, built more prisons in the prison sentence and in, in the prison system than any president ever. But I'm saying, like, but all of that stems from. Reagan's war on drugs. He changed right. the system, right? And it became, it just became brutal, right? I mean, that I was, was just, yeah. I was on a, you know, it's Twitter, so what, right? <laughs> but well, it, someone asked, what's what was peak? What was the peak of human? Like, have we peaked yet as a civilization or not? And yeah. all the comments were saying 1984, 1984, 1984, <laughs> 1984. So I had to see, like, why does everyone like Reagan so much? I, but yeah, like you said, he did a lot of good things, but he's got a couple, yeah, well, couple was, of things. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was a, he was a great spokesman. He was a great right. statesman. He was, um, you know, he he was a great negotiator. He was, you know, but then there were a lot of things that he did that were, you know, semi underhand. I mean, look, listen, you just don't get to that height without, you know, doing just, some sleazy, some sleazy stuff, and and sometimes you know, like the best course of action for the country, or you feel this yeah, is the best course it, of action, yeah. 
and there are t- so many things that are in your way, you start trying to work around those things. And that's when it becomes illegal. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but, um, that's politics, baby. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't think that, you know, like you hear the right talking about, you know, how they this and they that. You hear the left talking about, well, they this, well, they that. What the problem is, is, yeah, look, there's, there's probably equal corruption in both sides. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. But what's that working? Was, that was, uh, <clears throat> one of the hardest things. That's, that's why I'm very fortunate I was getting out of the military because Joe Biden came in. Right. And that just, like the morale of the whole army, you like just, drop. <laughs> like everybody, man, you could just see it. Everyone knew. And then you end up with COVID and you're kind of like, is the government scamming everybody all the time? And now everyone in the army is like, am I getting scammed? Like actively right now? Are they scamming me? And you were now, telling me when they pulled out of Afghanistan, you felt like, fuck, I've been there. Yeah, man. Years. I mean, I just, we just picked up everything. I mean, we were working night and day. It was 24-hour shifts, like tearing down a helicopter, building it back up the next day so that we could fly and catch bad guys in the middle of Afghanistan. We were. And it was every day we were coming home with someone new, every single day. And then I get home a couple months later, and we just, hey, we need someone to go over to Afghanistan for six months because we'll be pulling out. Just be ready. And like I was telling you, we we were lucky enough to have two- to three-month deployments. So this this was unheard of. we go over there and then... My buddy Kevin ended up getting stuck over over in um, Africa during COVID because we couldn't even get flights home. I We could not even get a military flight home. So we ended up having soldiers overseas stuck because of this COVID. Right. So now we're like, now the government doesn't give a shit about me either because they're putting this COVID thing out there. And now they're just leaving me out there. So now I'm getting scammed twice. And then it just kind of opened my eyes up that, that uh, the go- government isn't. Isn't what I was raised to believe it was, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you grow up watching like, uh, I, I always mentioned Law and Order because I, I used to love Law and yeah. Order. You know? Yeah. Chicago but, PD. Yeah. Well, it, New, no, New York. It's in New York. Law and Order is in New York. Well, I'm saying oh, Chicago, Chicago, oh, Chicago and, PD. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, and, sorry. But I'm yeah. saying, you know, you watch, I would watch these shows and I just thought like they were so, they were concerned about your doing the right thing, but also concerned about doing it the right way. And concerned about, you know, the, you know, can't do that because it would violate his rights. You can't do this. Cause, and, you know, and then, of course, you go through the system and you realize, oh, that's a pro. That's a TV program. <laughs> yeah, they got me. That's got not me. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, there's so many things that are just, and it's so funny too, because there's a guy, uh, Chris Morero, that I was locked up with. I've actually had him on this program. He's a, a he does the whole sovereign citizen. You know, he thinks like, you know, he's not like a U.S. citizen. He thinks that mm. they don't have the just insanity. But <laughs> um, what's funny about him is he used to talk about aliens all the time, right? Like aliens and aliens and this and that. And he read all these books and I would be like, you're crazy, bro. Like, why would aliens be even be interested in us? Why would they come here? Why they we we offer nothing there's no like you know, and I would go through. I, I'd say, I mean, you seriously believe that? He's like, he's like oh, you, oh yeah, they're they're here, they're here, they're. I was like, really? And with all the camera footage and everything, there's no videos, there's no photos, there's no. I'm right. like, come on, bro, that's insane. And then of course the Navy comes out with all those with all the video, yeah, of these extra or these. Talk about the Antarctica down in Antarctica. No, I'm talking about the the Navy came out where they have the um um. 
they have the UFOs oh. on where they're zipping in here, and, and you can hear the Navy guys like, "What is it? I have no idea." Like, "What do you? Are you seeing this?" Yeah, no, I got them on my radar, and yeah. they're showing them. Yeah, and this is, and so then when they release it, of course I have to call up Chris, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah, bro, like. You know, there's UFOs. I told you. I told you. I'm like. Best feelings ever for him, too. And, you know, another thing was funny is like, and there's all of these things. It's like, you know, they want, the, it, you know, there's all these things like, like they want to release, they want Trump's taxes. And then finally, finally, they force him to give them his taxes. They go through them with a fine tooth comb and everything he's done is legal. Damn it. And then you turn around and they say, okay, well, then we want Joe Biden's taxes. And Biden says, no, I'm not giving them to you. But you wanted Trump's taxes. Yeah, yeah, like, just like this uh, classified document. Same thing with it. it thing. It's, like, it's like what happens is it's almost like what you're doing, you blame the other person for, and you force them because you think, well, if I'm doing it, they have to be doing it. Yeah. And then, well, and if then they, they get caught. Right, right. And then they're gone. Yeah. But then you get what you want, and it's not what you thought. And then they've turned it on you, and they go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's now. This is insane. <laughs> no, you we can't were... do that. Wait a minute. Yep. There's just all these things. If I'm right, though, I think didn't they just uh, get raid the is... okay to raid or go into Joe Biden's house too? Yeah, I'm, I think both. And I don't. I haven't seen this. I just heard Boziak tell me that they actually raided. The, the FBI went in and found found docu- more found more documents. Yeah. More, more. <laughs> and of course, you know, there's a thing on TikTok. Where there's a phone conversation between uh, between Biden and his son, where he's talking about, look, look, they're not going to drop these th- these the document thing. Um, uh, uh, contact. Um, he says, "Have you seen this? It's fake. It's got to be fake. There's no way it's not fake <laughs> because it, it's like, how would you have gotten this? And it's so funny because it, it's perfectly yeah. him. But I mean, it sounds just like, and he's like, he's like, it's like he's calling his son, and he says, uh, uh, there, look." They're, they've just found some more documents. They're not going to drop this. Uh, I, I can't seem to get it squashed. And uh, so I need you to get the red phone, and I need you to call Barack and um, what's Obama's – what's uh, – uh, not Hillary, Barack and um, – Michelle. Michelle. Call Barack and Michelle and tell them that something like you know Operation Fireball or yeah. something like that, something silly. And he's like, I love you, buddy. And he hangs up the phone. And I mean, it's got to be fake. Jimmy, Jimmy Dore does a lot of so those. hilarious though when you listen to it. Yeah, he's got his own uh, show. He's he's blowing up now in Chicago. Jimmy Dore, and he he's got a couple. It's just like on the phone with Biden, and he's just oh. talking like straight to Biden as Jimmy Dore. <laughs> so it's like funny. you know they're. I, damn Democrats get, coming at me. But people get crazy over yeah. it. You know, they get nuts. Oh, I wish I could had it. I wish I could find I, I was gonna say, did I send this to anybody? <laughs> did I send it to who who would I have sent it to? Oh, I got my buddy. I got oh <laughs> it's, listen, it can't be this can't be true. Like there's just it's so over the top damning. And, and what's so funny is that you hear so many damning things and you're like, it it's kinda like um uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband buying all these the, stocks. Oh, yeah. And, and you're like, how is this not a federal crime? Yeah, how do we not lock these how people are these up people like not now? Up? It, you know, and, and this is like it's it's a get like all these people that talk about about Trump, right? Well, he's he's a racist. Well, what racist things did he say? They can never come up with nope, anything. Nothing. It's like, oh, well, he is. Well, why? Okay. Well, what racist policies did he make? Well, uh, uh, and it immediately becomes a fuck you, and yeah. they walk away. It's like so. 
you what happens is you're repeating things that you've heard people say you want to believe it there's no policies he's he hasn't said anything you just want him to be a racist so that it is so that you feel right about the fact that you don't like him and you don't like him because you think he's a racist when actually there's no yeah racism. it's just it's the, the trump derangements it's the craziest thing right. i've never seen it before but you know and the worst thing about him is by the way about about trump so like his policies like i totally agree with this guy's policies like i agree with like like do i think he was a great president i don't I, you know like yep. a, a lot there's like my girlfriend loves him she and loves the, him and, and the, i'm like yeah. he's obnoxious he's a douchebag yeah. he's a narcissist he's this he's that he says horrible we things can, she's like well yeah he may not be polished and i'm, <laughs> I'm like look i don't have a president he, right. should, be he should be kind of polished right like i, I was having like, the same conversation with um my girlfriend's mother actually this was a good one because we were talking about joe biden's son and i said i think someone with a son like that shouldn't be in a presidential position she's like what, what do you mean his son doesn't have anything to do with it I think your ability to raise a son to not become a crackhead like this <laughs> strongly right. shows who you are. Right. Well, here's, and someone here's the held to the standard of a president, I would, I would think well, it's a higher standard. Well, so here's my problem with that is that you know, I disagree only because I believe that we are more nature than we are nurture. Like you can uh, get a bad egg. Yeah, people think, oh, it's 50-50. It's not 50-50. It's like 80-20. Like sometimes you just can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so I disagree with that statement. But here's what I do, what, what does bother me. You're protecting your son. You have protect. My son's a crackhead and he's selling crack and he's showing crack and he's doing this and he's doing things illegal. FBI, go after yeah. him. Send him to fucking yeah. jail. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love you. I will come visit you. I will put money mm-hmm. on your books, but you cannot behave this way. I'm not going to allow you to behave this way. And I'm when not I'm the em- president. Exactly. And, <laughs> and embarrass me and, and stand against every, everything I stand for, you're slapping in the face. So yeah. I get that. I mean, that, that's how I feel. So we, we look at the same thing, but yeah. just from two different views. Yeah, I, but, I see what you're saying, though. So, but here's, here's what's funny. Uh, so this it's is so funny. It can't be true. Listen, this, you're gonna, this is going to crack me up. He's been known to cure insecurity just with his laugh. His organ donation card lists his charisma. His smile is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. I mean, it's golden, you know, man. but it look honestly, um, but I've, honestly, and even look at the thumbnail. Like it's it's pretty good. Like it's a yeah, good, no, it's a great could, little vid. It's a great little video. You can trick people for sure. I, it's good. Like I can't. Ima- Here's what's even funnier the, um, is what if it's true? Like what if actually yeah, this now stuff, we don't know. Like I don't <laughs> think it's true because it's just so overwhelmingly damning. But Joe Biden's but past if, actions right, right, but, are but, but kind of overwhelmingly damning. Right, but what too? if it is? Like what if suddenly like, this it is the kind be. of thing I think. 
Come on. Like the documents are already in a Corvette. So right. he's already doing crazy shit every day. Anyways. I was going to say, and right. And so you, I, I'm like rolling my eyes. Six <laughs> months later, you find out he's been indicted yeah. for this phone call. You're like, oh my God, that was true. It's been happening ever since he got in office like, too. Things are getting in It's nuts. insane. It's insane. And it's like every single day there's a new thing out there that, that has happened. You know what's funny? It's like the assassination of, um, of uh, JFK. They could never get away with that now. No like, way. There's so many, there would be so many leaks and cameras and the, like, yep. like you just can't do that. So what they do now is they assassinate you in another way on the internet. Right on the internet, they 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 cancel culture you. They yep. they find out they 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 keep dirt I on you. I want to go back to the old days. I what? would much rather the mob days. A hundred percent. It's just way better. Just, that, you you know, fuck up. You do something wrong. You get shot. Everyone stay in line. Say, I was gonna say what was the uh, what was it. Um, uh, Beck Lover, you know, right? Yeah, Beck. Yeah, he was asking me, and I never answered this. He said, "Would you prefer it now, or would you prefer to have gone back before the internet?" And I never got to answer because he, like, we he would he'd start talking, he'd ask you another question, and then he'd say something else, and he'd, and he'd be like, "You asked me three questions in the last ten minutes, and I haven't been able to answer any." I can't of them. say anything, man. Right. So I never was able to answer that, but I thought I thought it was it was a good question. It's it's really good. I, it only sucks because we're early to the internet still. Like if you think history wise, well, the internet came out. Let's just say 90, for sure about 93, like well, 92, four, 93. Yeah, we'll call yeah. it thirty years. So yeah. it's been alive for about thirty years. That's early history wise. So we're still at the at the beginning of it, right? And we have Infancy. not yet figured out how to deal with it. How to deal with social media is the number one thing. No what? one's figured out how to communicate well on the internet. Well, what about we, that chat? Man, Chat GPT is changing the world. Yeah. Have you like Boziak? Boziak yeah. came over to me and Boziak goes, "Look at this." That, put it down. And he's like, "Watch this." It's the craziest shit in the world. I've been using it. We just uh, for realtors that realtor website I set up. Right. I set up a couple different things for um for like people to get free information, like ten yeah. things to do when selling your house, twenty seven yeah. mistakes buyers make, shit oh, like it's that. Just fucking yeah. Chat GPT. What are the twenty seven mistakes a buyer would make? Thirty seconds. This one, two, three—it's insane. It, I, it is. It is like we were asking it. We were like, "Hey, can, you know, can you write me a sto- write me a story about uh, write me a love story?" You know, it was a warm summer day when Jane walked across the park. It immediately yeah. just and you Jordan, were like, "You know, Jordan Peterson? Do you watch? It? Of course, yeah, of course." I he said him. he he had it write a thirteenth rule for his book, <laughs> but he he incorporated like the philosophy of russia during 1960 and the philosophy of china during 1940 or something like that and it came out with a whole a whole uh essay for him and he was saying how it was just so scary because yeah. he felt like he wrote it yeah he's like i i could have written this like, yeah this could have actually been me Man. it's insane and, it, and that's now that's early like that is like the beginning of the internet all over again, ChatGPT, yeah. which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it'll we're just it, living it now. Yeah, you know, they're saying it'll change. Like, it's, this is going to change everything. Yeah, this it's, is, it's. But we're here, living it now. <laughs> but what's so funny too is like when I'm driving in the car with Jess, we'll be talking, and she'll go, "Yeah, I wonder what that is, or what something is." Let's say we just some question. You don't need Google anymore. Well, no, not not that. I'm. I usually do. I'm like, well, and she's like, yeah, I wonder. I'm like, well, look it up. You got your phone with you. Like, let's find out. Like, what are you doing? Like, when I was growing up. You just had to wonder. Yep. Yeah. You just had to, like, I'm just curious. I hope that at some point you got back home and somebody you knew in the neighborhood had a Britannica that you yeah. could go and you could look it up. And even then, 
an hour and a half after looking and reading, you might be lucky to find the yeah. answer. Well, and so this is why I would I would argue for before the internet. Me, and, have you been to Viardas down the road? It's what a Mexican restaurant, Viardas. No. Oh, it's amazing. It's right next to the um, entrance over there on seventy five. Um, but on yeah, what, we went on over Bruce B. Downs or on seven. No, uh, or, uh, this yeah, is, Bruce B. Downs to fifty four. Is it? There's 75 yeah, entrance is, down there. Well, this is we're actually on 56. It turns yeah, into 54. Yeah. 54 but, goes down to 75. Yeah, no. If you turn right on Bruce B. Downs, take that all the way, you'll run into that uh, restaurant. 70, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up just going there. And I didn't know what chorizo was or okay. like El Pastor. I just didn't know. I was like, I asked my girlfriend, do you know? She's like, oh, let's just look it up. Like, the guy's right here. Right. <laughs> Why don't I ask right. the dude serving the food to me? Right. He'll probably be able to tell me better than Google. So that's. That's yeah, why I probably own. bring me some, and I can yeah, taste and, it. Yeah, and I exactly. have to have Google describe it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I would argue for. The reason I would argue to live in it now is because it's just so revolutionary. It's never been seen before. Something like this. It's just and, and the limit. It's limitless. Yeah. It just seems like the sky is the limit, and the new kids coming up are becoming smarter. Like the IQ, the average IQ statistically is rising in America because of this. Like right. testosterone's dropping. Yeah, that's a um so <laughs> we, we, we could just we could just jump on testosterone. Get, did, did you ever see um have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? No. You have to watch that movie. Have you ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can? Of course. I've read the fucking book five I told times. my dad about you and he said, Have you ever seen it? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? So you should go watch that. Oh, are you serious? And, yeah, and I watched it. My my girlfriend's like, "This is this about Matthew?" No, stop. Like, and that's I, in the, I told it's in the 1960s and 70s. Thank you. I'm not that old. So I said, "No, this isn't him." But pretty good, right? Um, God, you know what I was gonna say. Um, you know what's funny? When I got out of, out of prison, and I'd seen it a little bit on the on the on TV shows, but on TV they don't really show you how bad it is. Like on TV, what's that in prison? No. So if you're in prison, you're watching TV. You see iPhones every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. You see, like you'll see somebody use it here, use it there, but it's not a main part of the show. It's not. It, you don't realize okay. watching TV how overwhelming um, the impact is and how much people are on them. Like you might see, they'll have. Let's say they show fifty people in a crowd walking. Two people might be going, yeah, and looking up and going and walking. Then you get out. Then I got out of prison and I went into like. A crowd, right? So now I'm in a crowd, and I mean 50 people in a crowd, and 45 of them are walking yeah. around like this. Or this is the other thing that that prior, this was me prior to going to prison, and you don't really see it on TV. Is I would be walking, and someone would be look over at me, and they're talking to me, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, what? what? And that walks right by, and I realize they've they got, got an a, a, AirPod in. in. They're just on the phone. But they look at in you. the gym that messes with me all the time. Someone's they like, look like, yeah. So you, you it's, uh, to me, I was like, it's like everybody's schizophrenic. Yeah, they're walking the around like <laughs> they're just walking around. I, you wait, tell me, don't you tell me? I tell you, I told you. And you're you just walking know. by him. I'm like, he's crazy. He's like eating a McDonald's burger. Right. What the fuck's going insane. on? You talking to These me? people are nuts. Or you're in the restaurant and there's like there's twenty tables and there are people right in front of each other and they're like. Mm-hmm. You went to dinner to, to dinner yeah. together. You're spending you're, to me. It's like I'm spending like fifty bucks on yeah, this. Yeah, I can at do least. this at home. Yeah, I'm spending at least fifty bucks on this. I'm gonna enjoy it with no yeah. phone. You know, it's, I, I went to. A, I, this always cracked me up. Um, 
this is this is very 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 1980s 1990s went to uh went to the movies one time with my brother and we went in and we sat down and he sat one seat over and he goes and i went what are you doing and he goes oh that's a fag seat and i looked at him and i went the fuck out of here i said i didn't i said i said if i didn't want to sit next to you i would have come alone motherfucker and i and i go and i go sit down and what are you doing and he goes your problem fuck he got up and sat down he's like yeah you, you know you know i was like i don't give a shit yeah, well people think we're together we are together we we're came, brothers we came here together we've been together our whole life yeah, yeah i don't care what these people think Fuckers. Oh, man. But I mean, that's just how that's, that's very 1980, oh, 1990. Man. Yeah. That's the fag seat. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sitting there. You crazy. <laughs> like, Connor's just like, oh, listen. I, I'm not sitting there. Like, when I was growing up, like, if somebody called somebody, you know, gay or a fag or something, you know, they would say, like, it was, it was. You're not calling me we're, that. We're fighting. Yeah. We're fighting. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, Matt, you got a better chance of fighting if you call someone a Republican or a Trump supporter, or a Trump supporter than yeah. you do if you call somebody gay. Yeah. Like they'll be like, oh, actually, I'm not gay. Oh, okay. Trump supporter, motherfucker, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. Hey, hey. Whoa, dude, chill. Whoa. <laughs> they'll like calm him down by telling him you're yeah, gay. Yeah, I agree. I am gay. Hey, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. This, but let's, this, let's make it about you. Let's make it. Uh, <laughs> I try to make it about you. You try to make it about me. Um, so what? So so you got? So you did get out? Yeah. You so, got yeah. out. I got out. See, yeah. I'm bringing it back around. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good host right there. It's hard to do. Man. It's hard to it's do hard because I love seat. myself. Yeah. I love talking about <laughs> yeah. myself, and I think everything I say is amazingly interesting. Even though I have, I've managed to date a girl that continually tells me it's not, not that cool, dude. You're not. I've heard this story. You can tell me again. That's fine. Do you mind if I text while you're telling me? Oh man! And I'm like, wow, that's just cruel. She's like, yeah, I know. So anyway, go ahead and tell me your story. Do you tell her? Do you tell her the story? I do. Hell yeah. I'm an asshole. Hell yeah. You're not an asshole. So, <laughs> tell the story. She, she's heard it. Sometimes she'll finish it. Sometimes I halfway through the story, I know I've told it to her at least at least once or twice and she'll be like, and I'll go, "Have I told you this?" She'll go, "Yeah." I've always had it like it's always been confusing because my dad tells a lot of stories and you tell a lot of stories. How do you get and, and you've lived a lot of stories. How do you end up coming back to the same stories that that story's that cool you know what i'm saying like you've lived so many stories just one sticks out and you end up you know just run into something and you tell the same story you know what's so funny is like going to prison like like i thought going to prison like i thought i'm missing out on so much like being in prison you feel like i'm I'm missing out on life i'm missing out but the truth is you know i i just had a different i just had a different experience like like everybody does just a new phase of life right no nobody has the life that they wanted. You're not, even right now, you're not living the life that you thought you were living when you were a kid. This isn't the life you had mentally nope. planned out. You know, even when you went in the military, you know, you had, you, you were in the military, like you probably thought, well, I wasn't necessarily dreaming about this when I was a kid. Oh, hell no. Or, right. Dreaming about cleaning up the floors, sweeping the floors right. in the rain. Yeah, I'm supposed <laughs> like, to be, you know, doing something else. <laughs> even if it was in the military, it's like, I thought it was going to be more, if you're a yeah. police officer, you have right. a different experience than even if you end up in that job career, it's never quite what you expect. Right. And so I just had a different set of experiences. And it wasn't until I got out that I really started realizing, and I kind of did in there, when I would hear people complain, what I realized right away, and I think this kind of goes to your your show and your point it, it is also, it kind of feeds into the whole mental health thing, is that I realized right away that 
and, and I, I, I built on it. Um, and to be honest with my crap, I, I have a cousin who's like a meth addict, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, I think he's still a meth addict, but, um, and just super smart guy. And one of the things he told me when I first got to prison, and I had 26 years and to, to go, like, I got like 23 years to yeah, go. Like you showed up. And, right. Yeah. And like, I got, I still, I'm doing at least another 20, two, right. 23 years. And one of the things he had told me within a week was, I was like, man, I just don't know that I can do this. And, and he was like, well, he said, do everybody else a favor. Don't complain. He goes, nobody wants to hear you complain. He goes, there's a lot of guys that will spend the whole 20 years complaining. He goes, and I can tell you right now, it's never going to make you feel better. It's never going to make anybody else want to be around you. It's never going to build up any friendships. It's never going to help the situation. Right. Like he's, he's like, and mentally for you, it's going to do extreme damage by complaining. Right. This is a situation. You deal with it. You figure out how to get through it. You enjoy your time. And I was just like, 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 you know, initially I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But you know, a lot of people say stuff to me and I, yeah. And I, you know, initially I, I push back or I'm like, yeah, all right. But then it kind of sinks in and, and it slowly sank in. And then as you go, you start being around other people and you realize like, every time I'm around you, you're complaining like this yeah, guy's. And then you start to just dis- dislike them. You just got to hear about their bullshit. Yeah, it's the neg in it. You know, you yeah. say you're negative, negative energy. Yeah. Negative. And you start to realize like how negative it is. And then you find yourself complaining and then you realize, damn it, I'm complaining. And he probably doesn't want to hear me complain. Right. So now I'm that guy that I don't even want to be around. I see him and his buddy come over who do nothing but complain. And like we, there was these two guys, we called them the Brothers Grimm. And, and they were fucking horrible. Like you'd be, if you got stuck behind them in line, it was like, it, it was just like, oh my God, they do nothing but complain the whole time. Like, And so, yeah, I started realizing don't complain, figure out how to pass your time, do it the best you can, be polite, be nice, don't be a fool, but you know, read keep yourself entertained right and then you end up in a position like yours where people are coming to you to write a story exactly and that's what happened it slowly built and then of course people were telling me you should write your story you should write your story yeah and and i didn't and and i didn't for years for years i didn't well i don't know i don't have the stuff well order it well how am i gonna order it i'm in prison i don't have the (laughs) internet so do the freedom of information act well that'll take months do you not have months yeah you're in here how many years (laughs) all my excuses just make me look like an idiot Right. Like, you have the months. Well, I don't know how to really write. I mean, I'm not very good at, well, read a book. Start writing. I got to order a book. I got to read the book. Do you not have the time? I'm sorry. Are you going somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to catch dinner. Pretty sure like, part of your attitude is that you're going to be here 20 years. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, but it'll take forever. You have forever. Right. And so, you know, then once I started, I was like, God, I'm, I'm a slow writer. I write slow. Well, is are you in a rush? Yeah, where are you going? Like, you know, and you do. You slowly and start to figure out that it re- as stupid as this sounds, and you've heard this a thousand times, is it really is the journey and and not the destination. And it, it's it's you know? those little lessons that I learned when I was a kid, but I didn't like. like but they don't they learn don't mean anything when you're a kid. You got to really been, as like I want to be a father soon, hopefully, right. I don't know how to teach my kid that. Like, if, if my father was a, he's been a teacher, a science teacher all growing up. So I was looking at him, asking him questions, everything. And he was able to teach me a lot. 
I had one of the best teachers, and for some reason, that still didn't just stick in my head. Yeah, listen, just, you listen know, like most did, of the wisdom I have is the same wisdom that my father told me that didn't sink in. Yeah. And so when I go and I turn around and I tell you know Jess's daughter the same things that I was told, uh, and I look at her and I think, wow, I just really, really put some wisdom on her. <laughs> She's like... Whatever, <laughs> old man. You don't know anything. Law enforcement often questions him, not because he's suspected of a crime, but because they find him fascinating. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. I was on the computer all growing up. I just, I get computers. I understand them. I can type well. I can do everything on a computer. I just right. understand it. My dad told me when I was like 14 years old, learn how to make money on it. Learn how to make money on it. If I would have just listened to my father, yeah, I would be a millionaire by now. No doubt. I would actually be a millionaire. I yeah. just, it just one of those things. Ah, I'm learning to make money. I'm going to, I got a job at McDonald's. What I got yeah. to learn to make money for? Flipping, you know, I'm in the back and taking cash, taking orders. You know what's so funny is that uh, like Jess's daughter, um, like, you know, where before she's like, hey, you know, can you get me this? Can you get me that? Can you give me this? And now she's making her own money and, you know, she'll say, yeah, I, I need this. And Jess will go, well, you should buy that. She'll like, oh, are you serious? That's $60. You want me to use my like, own money? <laughs> like now she understands. Yeah. She's like, I'm not buying that. And then you start breaking it. I'm like, man, that's eight hours with plus tax. It's, it's funny you how, how you, when you, when it's you suffering for the money, yep. you very quick, like now, now she does it. She really almost, she never asked for anything. And it's only, and it's really because now she's starting to get that. We finally understand. Yeah, it. now she's like, God, I, I really don't want. I want that. I don't want to spend. I don't want to ask my mom to buy it. That's a lot of money. Like sixty dollars before was nothing to her, but now that she now, knows what it takes to earn yep. sixty dollars, she's less likely to ask you to get it for her. Which, which is great. But you know, some people you just it's you you got to go through that. Yeah, I, I mean, my parents all growing up, um, they both worked. I mean, two to three jobs. Oh, Both of them. Yeah. I mean, my dad was pizza delivery umpire on the weekends and school teacher. So right. school. Oh, that sucks. So yeah. School every day and then delivery on nights and then on the weekends umpire. Horror, yeah. And then my mom's serving at two different places and then overnight at Home Depot. Yeah. My 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 father basically. You know, it's funny. I'm like he always made he made great money. Um, but I also realized that he worked 60 to 70 hours a yeah, week. Yeah, right. And I'm here I am. I'm like, Mom, I want to go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go to the movies? And she needs this 20 bucks to pay for my hockey that I'm playing. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you got you, And you don't understand as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But no idea. What You know what's funny is like there's all these little tiny things that people, even when I, when I got locked up, that people told me that I just remember thinking, it was the same thing. It was like it was like when I was like, man, I don't think I can do this. I remember this one guy told me. I've said this a bunch of times. He goes, he's like, well, that's a great thing about this. You don't have to do it. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, they're gonna make you do it. Ooh. He said, so you don't. Ha-, he said, it's effortless on your po- on your part. He goes, what you need to focus on is how to keep yourself entertained while they make you. Yeah. Do it. And I was like, huh? Like that's a horrible thing to say. Like like, but no, he didn't say it well. Yeah, but I but now looking back, I realized like, no, you're right. Was a, he was, was right. Just like so, I never went to therapy before in my life, and finally, after all my stuff in the army, I, right? <clears throat> the army gives you free therapy, and my first therapy session ever. I explained to him my life. 
I just got divorced. This is before I was getting medically discharged, so that wasn't part of it yet. I was just sad because of the divorce. Right. And um, he goes, you know, you're just going to have to think about it more. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? It's the last <laughs> thing I want to think about. Like, this, is, this is the last thing on earth I'd like to think about right now. He's like, you know, you're just going to have to think about it more often. It's like, dude, I'm already thinking about it every day. Like every day, at least twice. <laughs> what do you mean think about it more? And then it wasn't until like six months later. And I was like, yeah, no, he was right. If I don't think about everything that really happened and what went down, shit's going to just happen again. Well, you know, so you, you said you watched uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah, I love Jordan Peterson. One of the things he he says, and I'm pretty sure he 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 got it from say he actually I watched one where he said Dostoevsky or Dostoevsky. Yeah, Dostoevsky. I just finished Notes from Underground. Oh, really? Because yeah. he, he said, and when he, he always quotes him, and I believe yep. this is one of his things where he was like, "Everyone is responsible for everything that happens in their life and everything that happens in everybody else's life." Is it was that is that part of it? That's if it's the same book, that's kind of what the book premise was too. Oh, okay. So like it's around eighteen hundreds, it's the same thing. It's the craziest thing I'm reading through this whole book and this dude is going through the same thing I'm going through. Like why is this all happening to me? Why why did this girl do this to me? Right. And, and he's going through society just a little bit too smart. So like you're not dumb enough to follow the the herd. Right. But you're not smart enough to build a own business or something like right. that. He's like a midwit, like he's just barely too smart. And he just has to deal with that. And it's just, just a whole book about his mental health. And it's told from like Dostoevsky's journal. It's a fiction book, but right. it's about him. Yeah. Or that like that like like to me, I mean you 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 started a podcast when you got out, right? Like right. to me, like if you broke that book up, is it in chapters? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's in parts. Part, so, yeah. so if you broke up the parts and then summarized them and then did a thirty-minute video, like Dude, to it, me, that's like an evergreen. I'm so scared. It's it's so scary because Lex Friedman just did it. Oh, did the, he? The same book. Yeah, Lex Friedman broke it down. He, it, but wow. that's. I mean, I would like to start doing that even even for my own health. That's that was one of the things with the podcast is I don't want to start a podcast. How many other mental health podcasts are are out there? Why do I start one? And then six months later, I'm looking back and I'm like, this is one of the greatest things ever. Like I could go back, look at all my conversations, my kids well, when they grow up. I, I was just like, going to say, it, not just that, it gives you a purpose. Right. And that's, that was our first episode, man. Just figure out what my next purpose in life is because I just got out the army, just got divorced, got nothing going on. I moved back home with my parents. Um, my parents aren't too fond of weed. Right. So when I was smoking, um, they didn't like that. I ended up having to move out. And I was sleeping um, right right on the. There's a hotel down there by that 75 exit. Okay. And I was sleeping in for about a couple of days, and then in my car, and then over to my girlfriend's house, and then ended up yeah right next to LA just because I could walk in and get an apartment. They were just the first people that would just hand me the keys. So, but yeah, just <clears throat> um, I forgot where I was going with that. But well, I mean, from, you, you were you we were talking about um. <clears throat> We were talking about Lex, Lex Friedman. Yeah, and, and starting and, the podcast. And starting the podcast. Have, yeah, yeah. So just just getting out, and then I, at twenty three, I didn't realize that you know you have to get out of your parents' house if you're still 
22, 23, I would strongly urge you to get out of your parents' house. Go yeah, oh, yeah. start living your life I, I now. Say, I say that all the time. I'm like, there are these yeah. kids that are out there that are 24, 23 years no. old, 24 years old, and they don't even have driver's licenses. Yeah. You no, my, my best friend in the Army showed up at 25 in the Army with no license. Like, who the fuck it, does Into that? the Army. Like, How do you even get like, in the Army? Don't you get an ID? If you're living in New York City... And you take public transportation yeah. everywhere, and you don't have a vehicle, right. and your family doesn't have a vehicle. Like, I get that. Okay. I no, hear you're you. in California. Yeah. No. There's no, no. No. And even if you say, well, I don't have I don't have a car, it doesn't matter. Like, there are certain just plat- – there, there are certain thresholds or, you know uh, – um, that you have to kind of hit in life. Yeah, it, it, you have to. You, know, you have to get – Unless you, have to you, you don't want to drive. You have to graduate high school. You have to get a job. Right. Maybe – some people say you got to graduate college. You don't have to, but yeah. maybe more. You have to get start working on something to build a career. There's, you know, you got to get a driver's license. Like that's yeah. one of the things. It's like not having that's, ID at that all. That was like me turning an adult when I knew when I was turning 16. I got my job the same day and I got my license the same day. Right. I no kids are doing that anymore. Like that was yeah. that was me. I was 15. I'm like yes. Like tomorrow, I'm about to be like an adult. This is about to be my life. This is awesome. Now I'm thinking about like I'd just rather go back to high school, but <laughs> oh, look, I'm um we were watching we were watching TV last night and this kid is yelling at her mother. They're yelling back like she's like nine years old and she's back talking and she's the mom's trying to explain and trying to this or that. And to me it was like, listen, I might get one one of the back talking. Yeah, just one point. Two by by but by the by the second one, she's already got the stick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now it's like I might – if I got in two, it was only as she was swinging the belt. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no – there was no – no. Yeah. Listen, it was so bad. I don't even remember really talking back. Yeah, like – I can remember a few times like, where yeah. I got – where it was like – Oh, man. There was one time I was like um, – oh, Bow! Yeah, I was like 12 years old. We were heading to um, hockey practice in the middle of Chicago. It was blizzard out. And I was sitting next to my sister, and we had a 15-passenger van, so I could have sat anywhere in the in the van. I sat right next to my sister. It's cold out. For some reason, I thought I was a funny little kid, and I was doing this to scratch my nose, and I was elbowing her. And she said, Mom, he's elbowing me. She said, Trev, you do that again. I'm kicking out of the car. You're walking home. And I did it again. And I was walking home at 11 years old down one of the busiest streets in Chicago during a blizzard because I was an asshole to yeah. my mother. My mom would pull her, her shoe off in the store and thank you in the store. And people back then, they glance and just – and they grin and keep walking. <laughs> yeah, now you pull kid. your shoe off in the store, in a grocery store or something, and hit your kid. The just, cops are, yep. are waiting for you by the time you walk cops out the door. Cops and child, child services. Travel, sir, child yeah. service, yeah. yeah. Child protection, whatever. Yeah. Oh, listen, my, ex, my ex-wife, she's like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I'll, I'll smack yeah. the hell. She's like, I don't care where we are. Like, call them. Call them. <laughs> Get them on the phone yeah, now. Yeah, I yeah. like them. Yeah, take them. Will you be begging to come back in two weeks? They're like, ah! That's so I call. Um, yeah, it's just. But but I was I was back to thinking like just like how things don't like. Well, ha, say his name again. Dostoevsky. 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 Yeah. Oh, I'll it's, never it's, be able to say that, bro. I was born. I was raised in Florida. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I can name. No, I'm lucky States. because I, I actually my dad just sent me um, my great grandfather's World War One draft card. Oh really? Like, that's pretty cool, yeah. bro. Oh, you're walking around. You got a. Oh, oh, I thought you were walking around with it. Like, oh yeah, just in my say, No, you got to frame that shit. <laughs> no, you sent me a copy of. That. And you got to you got to frame it in like a with like a. Oh yeah. Kingdom of Poland. 
you know, a kingdom of kingdom Poland. of Poland. Listen, my <laughs> my crazy. great my not great grand my grandfather landed on Ellis Island for when he came from yeah. Norway, and yep. and they we've and you've got the certificate where he came <laughs> in and it's Ellis Island the whole thing. It's insane. It, Even it's, like a draft. This is so funny to me because this is like a draft show up and like what's on here. It's um, let's see, you got his name, his address of where he moved, his birth. Where he's from, pretty much. Oh, and he's married. He's got a child. They needed my full medical records from every hospital right. I've been to. If this a, that looks like a draft card. Yeah, like that's they, what I'm saying. Though I, I feel oh. like I feel like a draft card. They, they require a lot less. So you're yeah. like, yeah, bro, I don't have my birth certificate. I don't care. It's the, yeah, exactly. It's the, the I needed I needed this, 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 yeah. this. They said, here you go, get on. Yeah, it's, it was the craziest thing to me. Um. But, uh, but, but they that, might end up coming back, man, in them drafts. But what what I thought was interesting was um, it, with the Jordan Peterson thing was that the, the whole thing that you're responsible that that like to me, you know, when I first got arrested, it was that well, if this person hadn't done this and yeah, they hadn't this, right? They, and then it, it took a few years before I started going. No, that that right. wasn't that person's fault that was my fault first of all i'm smarter than that person yeah you know i should have i knew i remember thinking is he gonna be capable of doing this and i knew he wasn't but i thought well probably and then you know so i started putting it together and realizing that it was all of my decisions that led me here like i knew better and you may have messed up, but I put you in control of that situation. Yeah. Or I said this, and I did that, and I did it. It was always me. The common denominator and all these things that went wrong and bad decisions that led me on this path were all was me. Yeah, it's not coincidentally everyone around you. Right. You know? It's not like a series of bad events happened, and I ended <laughs> up committing fraud for <laughs> nearly 10 years yeah you know? yeah oops uh, yeah if you guys would stop making mistakes you know no yeah i'd be president no yeah, i don't think so man you're just it's you so but yeah and it's so funny because when i was locked up in prison had that time once i realized that it was me my decision my fault and i was the reason that i was there i immediately felt better yeah all the depression went away all the anger, depression. Well, because now you're you're switching to like the let's figure out what happened. Because now there's no fault. You're not blaming. Well, I started writing that book. Yeah, I started writing my book. Yeah, there you go. And now you're trying to figure out. Okay, because that's what I did. It's like it's, it's not her fault. She cheated on me. Yeah. Like what was I thinking? Just like I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone nine months, and I'm gonna yeah, expect a twenty just, a hot twenty two yeah, year old that's like, that's out dancing with her friends. Like, or am exactly. I expecting her to stay home? Yeah, exactly. There's two ways. I, I, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. There's only two. yeah. Which which of those ones works out? And I, either. Yeah, <laughs> not for a that's lifetime. all the military man. That's every every marriage in the military man. It's it's brutal. The ones that make it, are, they need to be applauded somewhere because the ones that make it through the twenty years and have kids and are still living off that dude's pension. That's that's unbelievable to me. I don't know how they made it. I, I just can't can't even picture. <laughs> covering well. That's, yeah. they, they've, they've got a system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you start trying to figure out, look, it's not, like, it was totally my fault. I could take control of everything. It's, I could really control what my future is going to look like. And that was one of Jordan Peterson's thing you know, at the beginning of this year. I wrote down my perfect day. If I could have a day 
over and over and over again for the rest of my life, what would it look like and how would I feel at the end of the day? Right. So wake up, what do I do? Brush my teeth. Okay, how do I brush my teeth? Little minute things. So Is that, that what he I, says to do? He says yeah, to, like, so every little... All the mundane things. How do you brush your teeth? I brush my teeth this way, and I know I know that after about 10 seconds, I feel it, and I'm going to go over, and now, I, now I'm on autopilot while brushing my teeth. Now you got what, two, three more minutes the rest of your life to think about something. That adds up when you're 24. Right. So it's just all those little things, doing the dish, everything, all these little mundane tasks, if you can perfect them. You're gonna have a lot more time to think for yourself and not not have to worry. And that's that's a lot why um, why I like psilocybin is because when I'm doing those mundane tasks, it's on autopilot mode and I'm I'm I feel good. I'm not thinking about the past or what I've done or anything that's happened overseas. So when I was overseas, man, I was like the gym. The gym was like that door. I'm sleeping here, and it's it's not like like people like me lifting in there. It's like U.S. Special Forces, like the yeah, top they're dudes, making like, growling and like yelling they're, yeah, and banging like they're shit. picking up four hundred pounds, slamming it down. So I'm waking up every night to a, a deadlift and just like Jesus Christ. And then you move over to Afghanistan, and we're sending out missiles every night. So I'm waking up every night, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's just psilocybin. You just this, nothing's gonna happen. I'm home, safe. Just get stuck, get it done. Right. Yeah. Jordan Peterson, though, making a perfect day. That's. It's so you go, through, you go through it's the whole, the so whole you write list. The I whole got list out. 30, 30 minutes of piano. What do I want to do on piano? I want to learn this song, this song, this song. Um, I want to do. I wrote down a couple books. So how long do I read? Eight to nine. I read. I meditate. I sleep. I meet, go to the gym after, and then it you know it switches every day. One of the things you don't want to you don't want to make it too strict. You start feeling bad. So like right now, I got a hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups for each day. Not doing too great with it. I'm not doing 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups each day. But I know if I'm doing 50 each day or if I'm at least getting some done, I'm moving towards the 100 each day. So it's setting a sustainable goal that you could get to and achieve. Right. And it's just small steps. Because before that, how many push-ups were I doing a day? Before that, how many books were I, was I reading? Before that, how, how much meditation was getting done? Yeah, yeah, I've heard him say the the yeah. whole. Think about it. If you just read a few pages, you know, a few, even if it was just all the way down to just 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 a couple pages a day, like yeah. you'd be completing a book. You know, you'd be completing a book every two weeks. Or I think he says like, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like a book every two weeks. He's like, think about it, that's twenty six books a year. Here. Yeah. And he was like, you know, think even if it was a month, took you a month, that's twelve books a year. How right. many are you reading now? People are like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, I tried reading well, one yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like, shit like that. Stop, yeah. Stop. Like, <laughs> You're not reading nothing, man. Well, and I get, you know, I would get tons of people who, you know, they want to write. Like, they want to write their story. And they, yeah. It's always they want to write you. always want me to write their story. It's like, well, why don't you write it? Well, okay, you know what? And then it's, it's easy. Yeah. Why don't you do this? Why don't you write an outline? And I'll help you with it. So write the outline. They can't write an outline. Oh man, you can't write a four-page outline. How are you gonna write a book? Like, man? stop, bro, stop. Well, not just no, because they want me to do yeah, it. Yeah, they can just go. So, yeah, right. So I'm not gonna do it. Like, <laughs> you, I'm not gonna do it because you, you, it's, it's not gonna happen. Like, like you, you I, I can already tell what I'm dealing with. And then they, I always love this too. There's like, you write it, bro. Like, I'll split it with you. I'll split it with. Split it with me. What? So you could get the credit the entire, that I wrote. Right. <laughs> I can write the entire book. Like I was doing that when I was in no, prison. I gave him the outline. Yeah. <laughs> Even give me an outline. I got nobody ever gives me anything. I'll give people assignments, send them off on their way, and they never oh, do anything. Man. And then they're like, "I just can't seem to get." I'm like, "Listen, stop, stop. Write one 
paragraph a day. Yeah. One. Just, I can't do it. What was it? Jordan Peterson was saying he was writing. Yeah, he was doing a paragraph. And then when he finished his book, he was going paragraph by paragraph then sentence by sentence. And he was just breaking down word to word for every book he was written. Make sure I want this paragraph to be written to where I could read it every time and be satisfied. Right. Something it, like that. Well, you know, what's, you know, what's funny, too, is I was talking to Jess like I was writing like I'm writing her story. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, it, it, it's I do, when I write, it is the exact opposite of how I talk. Like when I talk, I'll I'll take an hour to explain something. Yeah. Like when I write, I write a lot and then I go through and I start saying, I don't need that word. I can combine these two sentences like it's yeah. about brevity. I want to get into a scene as late as possible. Right. And then I want to get out of the scene as early as possible so if a scene takes it could take you know four pages but i can do it very succinctly in one i want to do it in one because one people don't read yeah and two you have to give your writer or your reader the you have to give him credit that he's going to understand that if you start talking about being at the dinner table with someone i don't have to explain to you that you know, I called Trevor, asked him to meet me at Outback. We went, we then met, decided to meet at Outback. We met, we were seated. Right. I don't have to do that. This is a Let's big start yeah. at the table. I've been actually, I've been, I hope my girlfriend watches this because I've been getting on her because I love storytelling. And it actually, it started with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was transitioning in the story. So what do you want to do with your life now? So I just want to storytell. Right. I just want to tell stories. And I was like, man, that would be pretty cool. Just Colby Bryant. You mean the basketball yeah, player? Yeah. And Before he, was, he died. Yeah. He was, once he retired, he's like, I just want to tell. He has a child's uh, podcast on Spotify or something. Oh, like I didn't that. know that. Yeah. Just telling a story. So it's like a 15 minute thing while you're on your way to soccer practice or whatever. You can put it on for your kids. Just telling a story. But there's a lot of, just like you said, there's a lot of, and then I said this, and then she said this, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, this, and then yeah, she yeah, said like this, and then she said this. And I was like, you got to stop doing that. You're going to jumble up your words. Well, you're going to be like, she said, she said, I said, she said. And then at some point, it's going to mess up, and then you're not going to be able to. Well, what happens is, if you can, how can I condense this scene? I can throw in some dialogue. I love dialogue. Yeah. I love to throw in some, some dialogue. But if you start going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth like that, well, a, a, a two-minute conversation ends up being eight pages. And it doesn't take two minutes to read it. It takes right five or ten minutes. Yeah. Like, can't we sum this up in a paragraph? You and I know we had a discussion about this, and then you said, and you end it with part of the sentence, that, right. and, and then I say something, and then we can summarize part of the conversation, throw in a couple of cute little sayings back and forth, and then end it, and it's two paragraphs as opposed to the five pages. Yeah. So, so you know, that's that's hard. Like to me, that's hard to do. But Jordan Peterson says the same thing. He's like, you want to know how to think and be successful? Learn how to write. Yep. That's why I started writing. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and it's just anything. I, starting a Twitter, my own personal Twitter, so I could just go on and write. Just yeah. write anything. Just start writing. Yeah, get something down. Well, this is the same thing with a podcast. Is like, I, you know, how many times people told me, "Yeah, I want to start a podcast," but you know, I like because I made all the this mistakes and then this and well, then this. Well, and I already made all the mistakes in podcasting. Yeah. Like, like I messed up so bad when I hit when I did soft when I did I because within a few months I did. Danny's podcast, Concrete. Mm-hmm. I did Soft White Underbelly. I did, um, oh gosh, uh, Valuetainment. And I, Vlad. Oh, We're about, literally within six months, I was on all of those. And they were all doing amazing, right? Yeah. So they're all getting like over a million views. 
And what I made the mistake of was Danny, the first, the first night, like for all of Danny's faults, you know what I'm saying? He has given me some great advice that I have not listened to. <laughs> and it was like, so it's, and, and you know, and like, you know, and it's, it's, he absolutely, you know, I just wish I'd listened. You know, it's like, like he, he really has helped me lead me in the right path, but you know, you can lead a horse to water. Yeah. And, and the problem was, is yep. that I was saying, no, I want to do a podcast like this, like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I understand you want to do that. He goes, but you need to start a podcast now. He goes, cause I'm pretty sure this, cause this is right. This was literally the night, that same night when we did the podcast hadn't been posted. Mm-hmm. We went to, we went to, um, Waffle House, I think. Oh, and we nice. ate. I know. We went. It's like like it was like twelve o'clock at night. It's the only place it was open. Hey, so the we only went place there, to go. <laughs> we're eating. I'm eating eggs and bacon and stuff. And he's he's like, listen, bro, I, I've done a lot of podcasts. And I went, okay. He said, this is gonna be big. He goes, I'm pretty sure. He goes, and I could be wrong. It may get no views, but I have a feeling it's gonna get. It's gonna be pretty good. It's, he is mm-hmm. that story you just told is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. I was like, really. And he was like, and I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. He said, and you, he goes, it's not just the story, but you told it really well. Like you tell it yeah. well. I'm like, well, I've been, in, I've been in prison telling the story for 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah. anyway, he said, so he says that and he goes, um, you need to start a podcast. And I went, yeah, I know I want to, right? Like I told you, I want to start yeah. a true crime podcast. So I start telling him what I want to do. And he goes, yeah, I get it. You want three cameras. You want to set up. You want, you want to have the whole, this whole thing. You want to, he's like, I, I'm like, yeah, exactly what you've got going on. And he's, yeah, I understand that. But it took me a long time to get there. Right. And he said, you need to start one now, though. And I went, well, yeah, but I don't have the, even have the camera equipment. And he goes, you got a phone. I go, oh, bro, I don't want to do it yep, with a phone. That's, he, that's the same thing we did. And he's, he looked at me. He said, he said, he goes, why not? He said, what are you talking about? He said, you, you've got an iPhone. Because that thing's got a, an amazing camera on it. Yeah. He said, go get one of those stands. Turn it on. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah, he, he he goes turn on. He said even if you have to just lean it up against a, a, a couple of books, he goes talk to the camera, post it. And I went, what's that going to do? I'm like nobody's going to watch that. He goes, well, it'll get you monetized. He said because you're going to get a lot of people that are interested in you, and you'll get monetized. He said so if you put up a, a video a week of you just talking, mm-hmm. he goes tell the same story. He said you'll be monetized very quickly. He said and you'll you'll be able to start making money. He goes and it's not so much about the money, but being monetized helps the algorithm push you. Because why would the algorithm push your content if they're not making money? On right, it? right. He goes, so so he was telling me all these things, and honestly, the problem part of the problem, other than me just being stubborn and me wanting perfection, which even right now. This is not perfection. Because yeah, it, I could tell you weren't pleased a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm still, yeah. There's, there's something more in here I could Oh, do. no. I, listen. What else could I add? <laughs> oh, listen. If I, if I had, if it was up to me, if, if I didn't have my girlfriend standing in my way, I would have painted, like, so these walls here should be <laughs> a dark burgundy, right? Like a dark, dark yeah. burgundy. Okay. Um, I probably would change all of these out to another type of, still would be artwork, right? I, I would love to have a bunch of con men. Like, I'm slowly making these little con men paintings. These, yeah. are for, these are for my Patreon. So if you oh, join okay. my Patreon, every month you get a, a, a con man painting. Depends on the tier. So every oh. month, yeah, I would, bro, I got like eight of them now. Like I'm, and I'm about to order two more. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're pretty cool. Uh, yeah, no, that's bad. The Trump one's fine. Especially when saying con man and you got a Trump yeah. one. So, <laughs> but I'd like to have all the whole wall kind of filled up with con man painting or things. Like uh, Dory. Dory's got the uh, cool like pictures all over. I'm not trying yeah, to find yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, those are badass. Those yeah. pictures. I love those. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. You know what's so great about him? Like, I'll text him and um, I'll text him and say, hey, and send him something. And he'll come right back and he'll go, yeah, bro, you got to get rid of this. Oh, like, man. You got, I just, like, um, he's like, that's a good one. You know, he's, he's, yeah. I just, so I, I was just looking at podcasts. I don't know how I ran across his. I don't know the first episode I watched. Andrews. I watched Bustamante. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I just DM'd Julian and said, hey, man, we just started a podcast about two weeks ago. Julian's great. <laughs> Would you want to come on? And he said, yeah, no problem. Came on and just, we just talked. Just right. I, he had no clue who I was. I had no clue who he was. He just answered my DM. Listen, I did that. I did that. So listen to this. So I'd say a year ago. There's a guy named Chip um, uh, Williamson. We had him the other night. You're no help. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Chip Williamson, he he has a podcast called Crime and Entertainment. Okay. He DM'd me, right? And honestly, I almost never check my shit. Like, like I'll go weeks yeah. without returning people's uh, people's. It was, and there are some people that two years ago DM me a bunch of time, never responded. That's why I was a little uh, nervous at the gym when you were like, "Yeah, let's get something together." I was like, "Is this dude serious?" Right? Well, I can't tell. Well, so so Chip <laughs> sent me something. He said, "Hey man, I just started a podcast. It's not very big. It just started. I did in the middle of COVID. I've only had a couple few guests on. I would love it if you would come on. What can I do?" To get you on the podcast. And just he was so like, you know. And, straight and, up. Well, he was straight up, but I went and I looked at the podcast. Because I've had that happen where some guys got three videos up and all of them are dog shit. And they're six months apart. And it's like, stop it, bro. You have a YouTube account. Yeah. Yeah. And you just post. You don't have a yeah. podcast. You're not yeah. serious. If you're not serious, then no. But I looked at his and he had like whatever, 10, 12, 15. He, he was yeah. doing it. Like he he had, at the very least, for the four months or six months he'd been doing it, he was serious. Yeah. So I went, yeah, fine, we'll do it. We can do it. You know, I said, you know, what do you want to, I'm not going to fly in. I don't want to fly in unless you're going to pay me or something. He's like, well, I don't really want to pay you. He said, I can't pay you. He said, but I can, we'll do a Zoom. Can we do a Zoom? Like if you just give me 30 minutes or an hour. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So we did one. I think I talked for like an hour and change, right? Yeah. We did it. And so a month or so ago, he came, he, he said, Hey, can you talk on the phone? I was like, yeah, I called him or he, you know, he called, I said, what's up? And he said, look, I didn't have, I had barely anybody come on my show. He said, and you were the first big time podcaster. Like I'm not, I wasn't yeah. a big time podcaster. Like every time somebody says, that, I'm like, are you serious? Big time. You're like, that's ridiculous. Showtime, but, baby. But he, you know, he was like, you were the first one to come on, and you did it, and you were cool about it, and I appreciated it. And I told myself, man, if I ever am in a position to tell my story, I will go on. I'm going to give Matt the first chance to, to, to do it. Yeah. What I didn't know was that Chip and his wife – I'm going to give the short version because we just did the podcast. Chip and his wife had broken up. She started dating another guy. They then got back together and he was like, okay, well, if we're going to make this work, right? Like we're going to be together. You got to tell this, you got to get rid of this guy. Like you got to tell him we're, we're together yeah. and you can't see him anymore. She's like, I will. So she tells him, guy's very upset, actually drives around telling like his friends, I'm a, where's Chip? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and so finally he calms down. One of his buddies, they're kind of friends, right? Like he kind of know yeah. one another. They're not friends, but they kind of know. Just in a circle. He's been in part of the circle. So one of his friends talks to him. He comes over. They start drinking. He says, look, calm down. He's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. He goes, I don't know. I just want to ask him some questions. So he tells 
Chip, Chip, do you want to come over? Chip goes, sure. He comes over. He says, you know, what do you want to know? And he says, well, you know, how long has it been going on? He goes, bro, honestly, we just talked a few times. We just made the decision. We weren't seeing each other. We weren't this. We weren't that. We just decided we got a kid together. We got, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, okay. So the guy was like, okay. And then he was supposed to drive the guy home. And the guy, and they go, go to Chip's house instead. They go to Chip's house to do something because um, he didn't want to go home or whatever the case may be. And while they're there, the guy attacks Chip. Like they get into a fucking fight. The guy attacks him. Chips while they're fighting, and he's pushing him back and screaming. He's like, "Bro, I'm gonna fucking kill you if yeah. you don't stop. You're in my get out of yeah. my house." What you? The guy keeps attacking him. He pulls his gun and shoots him. He kills him. He shoots him three times. Guy hits the fucking. Yep. He gets charged with the murder, even though he's in his house, even though he has a gun and told him to leave, even though he attacked him, even though he gets charged. Well, it goes for a while, right? Like the, the, the case drags on and on. Chip gets a, he ends up getting a lawyer. It drags on and on and on. And finally, th- finally they drop the charges. Chip tells a story amazingly. He's a great yeah. storyteller. And so we just did that podcast like a week ago. Friday? Yep. We did it Friday. So a couple days ago. So we did it Friday. And even though I thought, meh, you know. Okay, well, you'll tell the story. That's fine. And he got here and told the story, and I was listen, bro. I was like, <laughs> "I shit you not. I bet you I talked five percent." Yeah, and it was nothing but right, 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 yeah, yeah, right, which yeah. I try not to do because I sound like a, like an idiot. Yeah, I feel like I should be doing that, and I yeah. shouldn't be doing. I don't know when to do the right. Well, yeah, <laughs> there was no, there was no back and forth. Just because I was like, holy shit. And only every once in a while I'd be like, yeah, but I don't understand. They, they yeah. said this and this no, and this. No, that's he what goes, I was saying. Right. The last girl we had, or last woman we had on our yeah. podcast, the Cambodian Killing Fields. Yeah, yeah. And I, for one, I had no idea that was even a thing in Cambodia. Seriously, I had no idea they had anything like that in Cambodia. And oh, no, yeah. it was never taught it or nothing. Horrible. And she's just talking the whole time. I'm like, I feel like I should say something. Like, do I ever have to say? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I? Do I butt in now? Do I, I don't want to interrupt her story. Should I say something? I don't know. I, oh, I was just amazed. I didn't want to say anything. It, it's a hor- it's horrendous what happened. And and yeah. actually, there's a, a I mean, there are documentaries you could watch, but there's actually a movie. I'll find the movie. I can't remember the name. But it's not. But and literally, the person they follow through the whole thing is. Um, it's it, it's it's an amazing story, and they follow this person, and eventually that person that they follow this Cambodian is taken out uh, and comes to the United States to live in the United States at the end of the movie. And you're like, wow, like it's a great, like he survived yeah. everything and he got here to the United States and he's safe and thank God. Yeah. And he got a job working at a 7-Eleven and, uh, and he got robbed and shot, oh, and killed in the United States. You survived all that. You yep. got killed in like East Hollywood a- yeah. at your job by some crackhead. Like it, it was just like, That's, well, I know it's that bad. sucks. Man. I could see, Connor's upset. So, um, but yeah, the, you, you watch the movie. You're just like, it's it's yeah. the most horrendous thing. Yeah, that's what you're saying. You know, for for one, I thought working 14 hour days in the military was tough. I was like, this just kind of sucks. <laughs> I just don't want to do this shit. You know? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it was 16 hours in the rice fields. Like, what were you doing for 16 hours in the rice? Bent fields? over, doing the same thing in the rice fields. In your mind the whole time. Like, these have to be some of the mentally sane people in the world. Most. You're outside all day just 
thinking to yourself all day, just oh, turning something, right? Just trying to figure something out. That's oh. what I don't know. No music. I don't know. No, yeah. No iPhone. Nothing. No, no Apple iPad. The, the way she had to escape, they so they were getting liberated, and now the camp started picking up and moving deeper into the forest every two weeks. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so she was finally Sorry. like, look, we moved three times now. I don't think we'll even survive if we keep moving. So now she goes to her three friends and says, look, we got to get out of here. And they just walk. They just walk. They just walked away. Miles on miles on miles trying to just find a city or something. Right. And eventually she finds someone and she's like, where's my hometown? And they just point. She walks that way. Where's my hometown? And they just point. And she walks Until that she way. Eventually Until she eventually her finds her home. Yep. Then she had one. She meets one guy and he says... He knows it's that way, but he points that yeah, way. Yeah. Just because I, I, I like to mess with these people. <laughs> and they keep wandering out of the rice fields. Um, yeah, I, I think. That'd you, be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's right over here. The, um, you know what's funny is uh, you hear people complain about like the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I, I whenever I hear them complain, I was looking at them. I was just thinking like, you have no Have you idea been anywhere? Have you been anywhere? What life is like other places. Yeah. What like. Yeah, you you have no con like your concern that you want me to refer to you as he she they like you're a fucking idiot, and 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 you have any idea that like that that have any <laughs> that you, if you were in the Ukraine right now and you said that yeah, like your no. neighbor would be like what <laughs> oh hell no boom like you'd be like this what I was watching a video and the dude went to um an African village, just African village said. Do you guys have um, transgender? No, wait. Yeah. Oh. You have transgender? <laughs> yes. What's the word for it? I don't know what you're talking We don't have a word for that. Yeah. They don't even have a word for it. No, no. Like, a man no. who become a woman. And they just laughed at him. It just all the whole tribe just starts like, ah, no, that's crazy. We would never do that here. Are you insane? It's, oh, I, it's I, unbelievable. There's the is it the president of Uganda or something that 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 they were saying he was saying that there was no homosexuals in Uganda. Not allowed. <laughs> we do not have that there. Yeah, we, no. we killed them. We this. Mm-hmm. We that. We and they're like, what? What? Yeah, what? I can't believe. Like, stop, that. bro. Stop. Don't be. You're being silly. You you're, you're just being silly. You're just making up reasons to complain. Yeah. Like, and then, well, if you just listen to the podcast with this lady, and I told her at the end, I can't believe you're just smiling about it. Like, she was laughing with us the whole time. It made it so easy for me because I didn't have to be like, can I laugh? Can yeah. I, you know, like, she was so joyful and laughing. I'm like, how could you do this? And then at age 65, this old, still just be so joyful. And that was well, my grandma. My yeah. grandma was the same way. She gets called. You got stage four pancreatic cancer. She's just like... All right, <laughs> and then goes back to smiling, and yeah. you know, like nothing yeah. happened. It's I guess we'll have to take care of this. Yeah, I guess there's got to be yeah. something I got to figure out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same shit, man. It's crazy how people. And then I look at, it, I'm like, oh, I got cheated on. Like, I'm not the first one to get cheated yeah. on, dude. Go, go, go back to work. <laughs> like, go get shit done. Yeah, it's it's you know, like life is so much harder in so many places, and not just that. Well, oh, it was same. Th- listen, man, Jordan Peterson. I'm talking about this guy left. And I right. love Jordan Peterson, but it would be my dream to talk to he him. He puts things in perspective, like, and it's so like yeah. He just because he thinks about it so right. long, man. What you know, one of the things was like he was like, "Would you love to ha- be?" I was it. Um, who does he say is it the, like the Rockefellers? Like like let, let's say the Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be? Um, um, shoot, I can't even think. What, whatever, somebody who was filthy rich back in nineteen in the nineteen tens, nineteen twenties, like you know, 
um, and you know, JP Morgan or someone, whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, most people would say, Oh my God, I would love that. Like you, yeah, go back in time and you can become as wealthy as him and that's it. But you have to live in 1920. Yeah. Nope. And, and But they, most people are like, yeah, man. I, yeah. And it's like, no, bro. You would never do that. You could, if you got an abscess tooth, yeah. you could die. Yeah. If you got the cold, yep. you could die. If you got cut, you could die. There's no penicillin. There's no, like all of the things that you take for advantage. Like kids, they used to have, you know, they'd have five kids because three of them would yeah. die. Yeah. No, that's even um, Hitler's family. Hitler's family, like all of his brothers and sisters died at like three. Yeah. Two, three, six months. Yeah. Oh, this is just It's common. just the fertility just, rate. That's just yeah. what it was back it's then. It's just common. Like that's it. You could, there are all kinds yeah. of horrible things right. that were happening on a regular basis. Yeah. And so it, all the money in the world doesn't mean anything. I mean, to me, if you've got like an, like, if you have like an, an, like you have no idea the joy that people get out of this. They don't, they take it yeah. for granted. Like, and I think that part of it is that's the reason why you've got 22 year old kids who don't have jobs, who don't have yeah. jobs. Why would they have a job? I can stay home and play on my iPhone. Oh, man, I think I was just talking to my dad about this just because this, they ever the since same COVID, of joy. This, just the service ever since COVID, the service everywhere. Oh, it's dropped. Sucked. Just everywhere. Every restaurant, every Home Depot, everywhere. It just seems like it just went straight downhill. And, yeah, I, I, I almost feel like there was better service before I went to prison. <laughs> it was in Nashville. I, oh, I had service everywhere. I get better out now as place. I'm driving from my complex to Wesley Chapel area. Like, there's a an area where it just stops. Yeah, the gym sucks. Oh yeah, brutal, brutal, right. brutal. How does the gym suck? There's, there's no, a no. ton of stuff everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, you're not on this plan. You're not on this plan. You would think they would fix that shit by now. <laughs> by now, it should be fixed. Yeah. Like, it's been 40 years. I've been using these things since the 90s. 30 years. So. Those things are brutal, though. They're going around too much. Everyone has one. Which, that's why I like the internet, though. Is everyone, everyone has a phone. So you can contact anyone. Being able to call this lady from Cambodia. Or not from Cambodia, but we survived Cambodia. Right. Just lives down the road, and I met her through the internet. Oh, well, if, so- if you can use the internet the right way. And I said this last year. That was my. Literally, my New Year's resolution, I talked to my dad. I said, I, I have every inf- piece of information I could ever want right here. I just need to learn how to use this the proper way, and I will be set up for success. Because these are going to be around forever. Oh, l- listen, I'm writing, I was writing a story right now, and, and part of uh, um, Jess's conspiracy is like they were bringing, the, well, the part of the conspirators, you know, they're bringing in meth, or the, the cartel's bringing in meth down, uh, they're like 75, right? Part of the way they would get to Fort Myers, and then they break it apart, right? So they... So one of my contacts, the guy I'm talking to about it, is he's talking about how they would put it on airboats and go through the Everglades and um, Big Cypress. Oh, like the uh, fan boats? Yeah, the yeah, the big airboats. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they put them on that. Why? Because because 75 and Alligator Alley are heavily are heavily um, patrolled by like the highway patrol, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, but if we go through the Everglades, even if we were to get caught, and it's, it's first, it's very lightly patrolled. So even if somebody saw you, and one, most of the time you see a game war, you see anybody, you, you're just going. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, like he's not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong. We don't have no reason to pull this guy over. He's just going. So, But if, even if you got pulled over, then you just punch it and you throw the stuff out and it sinks immediately. Like, you're good. You're good. I can go around this weed, throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. Like, What's he going to do? He's done. I'm done. It's not yep. mine. So, but they, they, so as I'm looking, I'm like, God, who, who patrols the Everglades? 
Do you know how long that would have taken me to figure out who patrols the Everglades? Oh, yeah. Calling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's five. There's five different. Uh, there's three different um, county sheriff's departments that cover it. In, and there's the parks department, and the DEA has a present. Has, the Everglades? Has, yes, it's broken up into like five or six different oh my- uh, <laughs> districts that they all kind of share. So, but very quickly, I found an article that talks about how insane it is that no one group um, uh, uh, is responsible for patrolling it. Each one has a section because it falls within certain. Yeah. The, um, the- uh, uh, um, Counties, it goes runs through all these the different borders counties. and all. Yeah. So very quickly, I figured that out. The other thing is like Jess, as we are going, as we're talking, and I'm like, okay, well, who is that? And she's like, um, she go, hold on, she'll look him up. She go, yeah, yeah, he, that guy was arrested on this date, on this, on this. Look, there, there's an article. Look, that's him. Look, I told you, yeah, that's, crazy, that's what right? I did. I was like, I looked over, I walked in, I saw your girl at the gym. I saw your girlfriend. She looked Jack. She stood up, and now she's standing next to a dude with grown grown hair like this i'm like all right hang on no i know this hair you know what he said he said i i, I thought you'd be taller that's so what he I, said you have any so, anyway so i thought you'd be taller i didn't think you'd be as jacked i said that at least yeah yeah that, so that's a it kind make, of weighed it out didn't make no it didn't <laughs> no damn it. because i heard yeah, that i was the whole trying way. <laughs> i'm driving home and jess is snickering and i go what she goes he said he said you thought you'd be taller. That's that's why I'm here right now. If I, I'm about to call my friend. If I don't make it out of here, guys, I get Epstein in here. But you were able you were, to. But yeah, I just looked you up, and the first thing was like your original mugshot. And I was like, no, that's not the guy I know. So then I just pulled up, went to YouTube, pulled up concrete. I got the hair now. Yeah, now hair. you got the yeah. I, like, I got the hair, and I got the mm-hmm. noses fixed. Yeah. You said the noses. Is it no? Or my nose, nose is nose fixed. is fixed. I had my nose is different there. Right? It was round. It was bulbous. It was much more round. So I, when you went in there to get it fixed, did you tell them I need it this way, or you just like like just change my appearance, please? No, no. I just I, I just he went in and I said, you know, my nose like I wanted a little bit more. He goes, yeah, yeah, a little less bulbous. And I thought, oh, you just knew I right thought, away. Damn, like you didn't have to throw bulbous. Like I didn't even know there was a word for it, but I, that upset me. Like I immediately yeah, thought, yeah, like you know, me. like Rudolph, Whoa, dude, like Rudolph, like, hey, man. hey, <laughs> like, coming right at my nose like that. Um, so yeah, I, but he was like, yeah, yeah, you want it more straight, more. I was like, yes. He's like, yeah. okay. Oh. So he said, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That was yeah. it. So, oh. so I said, texted Julian and uh, Danny right away on Twitter. I said, I could spot your hair from a mile away. That's an easy one, man. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's end it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so you're, so the, you've got the channel. You do the yeah. channel with your buddy. Yeah. So we got, uh, got our channel. It's wherever you get podcasts, Mind Over Matter. Um, and yeah, we're starting. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's a little, it's a little slower. I got a couple, couple episodes in the bank, but we're trying to build another business too, digital marketing business. So, right. So we're doing both at once, but yeah, just Mind Over Matter and, um, yeah, definitely. Yes. So, you need, uh, yeah, you got to, uh, you got to get monetized. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, man. And you got two ways: organic, or you pay for it. And now you're just paying to get monetized, and then the other well, way is organic, and that yeah. takes a minute. And like, just, I, honestly, I know, like, listen, I, I know, I, I know a guy that basically he pays to have all of his videos pushed. Yeah. He's paying for subscribers. He's yep. paying for, and you know, in the end, it, it first of all, there's a chance you could get banned. 
mm-hmm. you know, from YouTube, you just shut your shit down. So it, maybe that doesn't work. You lose your money and your channel. And, and the other problem is that, you know, ultimately you're not really building longevity. Yeah. It's an illusion. You're yeah, creating exactly. an illusion. You just want to get, get the money now. Right. Yeah. The best bet is for you to just go on just like this. Like I said, like what I said in the gym, just go on several podcasts very yep. quickly. You'll get, you'll, you'll get monetized. Yeah. You've already got the video. You've already got a bunch of videos that are up. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the, another big thing is just getting a bank before we start going out to people and saying, look, we got to, just like you said, you don't want to yeah. have someone come up to you and say, hey, I got a podcast and I got like three episodes. Yeah, you get three episodes over the uh, course of six months. Yeah, like, some oh, shit like that. You're not serious. Like, like I don't want to go and, and interview somebody and then four months later they stop posting. Yeah, and this, like, yeah that's another, me and, my, me and Kevin were saying, my co-host, it's like when someone tells me they have a podcast, you're yeah. like, oh, you like respected dude more. Like, well, I, I know what goes into doing a podcast. So if you're serious and you got a podcast, hands off to you. Yeah, and well, let's talk. You know, the other thing is like once you get monetized and you continue to put them up, like he, here's the thing. It, it's almost like going into real estate, right? Yeah. Like the average guy that goes into real estate, maybe he puts some money down. He buys a duplex. He collects that, the, the rent on the duplex. It, it's really a break even kind of thing. So you know, you, you're kind of like for all the money you might make over the next year, then somebody leaves. You have to clean up the whole place. You have to put it back right. in the market and you lose that money and then you're starting over. So there are some benefits to being able to, to for writing off the depreciation and certain things like that. But here's what it does is that it allows you to kind of put money aside and buy another duplex and then slowly another duplex and right. slowly another. You can't quit your job. You know, you're not going to buy a duplex and quit your job, but you can buy one every few years. And then 10 years from now, it's paying all your bills. And 30 years from the first one you bought, the mortgage is paid off. So the little bit of money you were making on that one, boom. Yeah. And this is, this is what what YouTube is. Yeah. All the higher ups in the military do that with their houses. So like the 20 year people, because the VA loan you get every, every two years, you get a new house. So that's what all they do. They get a new house and then they get stationed somewhere else, get a new house, rent that one. And now they've been sp- spending 20 years in the military, got six houses all over there. Exactly. And now right. they're getting pension, their houses. And-, and then suddenly that, then the mortgages get paid off. Yep. And then suddenly that you were making a profit of $200 a month. Suddenly it becomes $1,400 yeah. a month. And you're like, and just like whoa. That. Yep. Right. But that's long-term. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's work. And, but that to me, that's YouTube. Like, like, you know, it's it's, it's anything making really? a ton of money, but every month it's making a little bit more right. and a little bit more and a little bit. And there's always a chance, just like with real estate, there's always a chance that, you know, suddenly you own these two houses and the school district comes in and says, look, that house you bought for a hundred thousand dollars. We want to buy that land for three fifty. And you go, Oh my God. Yeah. What that's the insane. Hell? Right. Yeah. That, and I'm, like that happens. That's happened to me. Um, but the you know so there's always that chance there's always a chance I have a couple of videos and next thing you know my channel blows up. But even if it doesn't, if I I'm just keep doing what I'm doing, feel good. Well, it gives you purpose. Yes, you just it, that's that's the number one thing, especially with all the veterans. They've been just like prison. You go to prison, you got this set schedule, you set eating, you set. They tell you everything you have to do, and you get out, and now you have no one telling you what to do at all. You have no purpose anymore because it just ended like that. So you got to find something quick, yeah. Because if you don't, you end up in the part of the twenty-two. Yeah, you know. I mean, the other thing is too. There, there are communities like, like, right. Like yeah. to me, like I don't mind helping out other YouTubers because I get it. Just like you said, yeah. I know what you're going through. I know what you're doing. I don't mind helping you out. I don't mind answering questions. 
I don't mind that because I get it. Um, and, and there are, like I said, there are communities. Guys are willing, a lot of guys are willing to help each other. And there are communities, like there's PodFest. And there's, there are these different types of, of groups that get together and they help one another. Yeah, and this is for almost anything. Like I found this out with, um, with our digital marketing thing too. You just end up running into people, entrepreneurs or whatever, and they genuinely right. care to help. And it's just, it, it's something that you don't find often. It's an easy thing to do too, like especially a podcast. No one, no one reads too much anymore. Right, that's a given. So, <laughs> sorry, so, I, I can't. Is it coming it. from all the way over there? That's yeah, only because out. it's connected to my computer, and I don't know how to shut it off. <laughs> like I can turn this off, but if somebody calls, my computer still rings. So is it trying to? Uh, sometimes I'll turn the volume down or turn it on yeah. mute. Then it doesn't do it. But I didn't do that this time. Yeah. But yeah, you find you end up finding a group and whatever you create, especially when you're creating something, because if you're creating something, other people are creating it. Yeah. And now you got you. It's you always come together. It's it's always ending up in a community. No one ends up doing it alone. Yeah. Well, no one effort. ends up. And it's an effort. Yeah. It's an effort. And then you gotta be, make an it's effort. an easy way for someone else to see you're trying to make an effort. You don't want to. You don't want to show up to someone and say, "Hey, I'm 30 years old, what'd you do? Uh, well, I was in the army for four years, and next six, I just lived off my paycheck." Yeah. Yeah, no, you want to be yeah. like, no, I got this going on, I got this going on, I got this going on, yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, how right. can I help you? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, people are always yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, but thank you, thank no. you so much, man. No, I, I, I no awesome. problem. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna make sure that so we'll leave the the link to your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the description, and. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, good luck, and and we'll have to do it again, and we'll see how the channel grows. Yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll keep coming we'll back. And I appreciate something. you coming. And yeah, mine's just online too. Or if I get, I'm supposed to move here soon too. So What's online? my podcast, everything like I don't do in person podcasts. It's all over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. It's like a Zoom, like <clears throat> Zoom. I always say yeah. Zoom, even I, if it's Streamyard. Yeah, or, we do Discord. It's yeah, free and easy. But but yeah, it's all online. So I'm supposed to move, be moving here soon. So hopefully, if I get a place, I could start setting up something and. We could have you on, but hey, I appreciate you guys watching. And if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified of videos like this. Share the video and uh, leave me a comment in the comment section. Also, uh, we're, I'm going to leave the description. I'm sorry, in the description box, I'll leave the link to uh, Mind Over Matter. And yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I appreciate it. And oh, I have a Patreon. Join my hey, Patreon. It's like 10 it bucks. It's like 10 bucks. And there's going to be a bunch of little, well, there's little Patreon commercials. Oh. Oh, bro, I have these Patreon. You got commercials. You got bro, commercials. From, I'm, you got paintings, commercials. I got nothing, man. No, bro, I, I got, got merch. It's a nice hat, I guess. No way. I got, look. look. Oh, wait. Here, I'll, I'll show you right. I got, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to show you right now. Look. Look at this commercial. Um, Did you like you get right it now. made by someone? Yeah. No, I made it, bro. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm good at this. Watch. Look. Look, wait. <laughs> Support this. That's my Patreon. There we go. Listen, oh, and I have I've never seen something like that, actually. Sure now that I think about it, what? I've never really seen a Patreon commercial. What? Look. I got, I got like yeah, six of them. There we go. Would Julian show you how to make those? 
Those look just like his. Those are good, man. No, That's Julian's are better. Julian knows really knows what he's he really has like a, a system. He's he's yeah. very good at it. Um, it takes him like twelve hours to make. Them. Oh, I know. But I I only did this, so I only do these. They, these run in the like as we're going. All of a sudden, it'll break to a commercial. So Who's I have that? a yeah. It'll break to one of these. Not not in the. This is the like the shorts version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually have a wide version that will play, and so they'll they'll play, and I you know it's just just for Patreon, and so people join Patreon. Wow. Um, like I'm also doing them so that I can at the I'm gonna put. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to start doing it so that I, I made all these videos about my books. So I have these shorts that are one minute, some are a minute and 20 seconds or so. And they're basically the back jacket cover of the book where I read yeah. the book. It's, and it's the same thing, just like this. Like it has a guy mm-hmm. talks about this guy or that, whoever I did the thing on. Um, same thing, I'm going to play those. Like, you know, I'm trying to, because... You know, it's more of a pay. business now. You're well, you, yeah, and like YouTube a, doesn't pay all the bills. And I forget to say, join Patreon. Yeah, click that like well, button, well, all and, that shit. And they, keep in mind, too, the average person is only watching, out of a two-hour video, they might watch 25%. Yeah, you should probably do your outro. You can fuck. <laughs> interrupted. I, with this? Yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I mean, click that like button. But I, I, I'm, I'll just finish it. So whatever you like, but honestly, you can play. The, I don't care. You know? Listen, the the idea that anybody's going to watch this much of the podcast, nobody gets yeah. to this point. Right. Nobody gets to this point. Right. You probably and, probably cut it off after you said, "All right, you guys ready?" See, and then I dropped the whole wanting to be perfection thing. Yeah. I dropped that a long time ago. These guys are still going for that. They're still like, "Yeah, you really need to do this." Stop. Nobody's no. watching. So, all right. So, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Leave me a comment in the comment section. Join Patreon so I can work more on taking this more seriously. I appreciate you guys watching. Thank you. See ya.